Welcome, everybody, to another edition of the Hammerlock Hangover. I am Steve, and I'm joined by my tag team partner in the wrestling podcast universe, and that is Jeff. Jeff, how are you doing this week? I'm 53 today. How the fuck do you think I'm doing? I saw the balloons behind you. I don't know if anybody knows that when we do this podcast, we do it like through like a StreamYard slash Zoom function so we can see each other when we're recording. And he's got these birthday balloons. And and I was like, happy birthday, Jeff. I know it's your birthday. I didn't know that you were 35. Yeah, I I switched the three and the five around, um, you know, for reasons. I did. I sort of did the same thing with with pictures for the birthday. We did one with, where I was holding thirty five, and I was happy and laughing. And there was a big birthday cake in front of me. And then the next shot is when I have the numbers in the right order: fifty three. And in front of me is a salad, and I'm I'm like crying. Oh, I was. I, you know, I I was seeing these pictures, and I wanted to see when the picture of the quinceanero would happen, and also if you would hit a pinata. Yeah. No. Um, I would hit a pinata for sure. Um, unfortunately, here people don't like when I hit their dogs, so it's a, it's a, <laughs> oh it's Jesus a, Christ! Yeah, right, no, no, no pinatas. I, I have to tell you, after toxic attraction last night, I was so horny. I, oh my god! Sex with La Sicaria only lasted an hour. Oh my! Only an hour though mm-hmm. for that poor woman. Yeah, only an hour. I was so embarrassed. <laughs> Did you, at any point in time, did you call her Mandy? No. You No, no, no. I, I mean, just, just they're, 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 you don't mess with Lost. You don't mess with someone named Lost Sicario. I like that you wanted to joke around and say yes. It's too dangerous. But then, <laughs> I know that's the only reason why you didn't. <laughs> too dangerous like I, I i can joke about a lot of things about a lot but no not 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 that oh she's already God. she's still mad at me over sex only taking an hour i mean wow well listen we've got a lot to talk about this this week this is gonna be a, a big episode here probably one of the biggest ones we've ever done we've got a special guest we got kanan hanafi from the 10 count podcast uh he's gonna be joining us to review AEW full gear predictions. We've got to talk about WWE. We've got to talk about uh, Becky versus Charlotte. We've got to talk about Xavier Woods, all this nonsense about up, up, down, down, and how much money is he making, and everybody trying to get in poor King Woods' pocket. Um, Raw thoughts. Jeff uh, and I are in, in in complete deadlock disagreement about the 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 status of this week's raw i actually enjoyed it i agree with roman raw sucks jeff did not and uh you'll have to tune in later on to find out why but i I uh, want to say one thing about nxt because i i refuse to talk very much about nxt this week if at all nxt baxter and a (laughs) ferret face rat meth boy no um nxt is a petri thought experiment for gimmicks thinly veiled as an episodic wrestling TV show. That's it. Any sort of episodic continuing stories of wrestling that you see, that's that's like barely intentional. It's just to see what gimmicks work and what gimmicks don't work. And they'll probably all be given two or three months time max. 
you know, until you see different ones rehash. So it's a petri dish. So don't expect us to be talking too much about NXT um, in, until it deserves it. I don't care that they took the takeover name away. I don't care. I don't know if it's because it's developmental now and before it was supposed to be competing. I, I, I don't give a shit about any of that. I'm not interested in talking about it. And NXT, it's it's just you're you're just seeing a uh, gimmick experiment. You're seeing like rehearsals, dress rehearsals, and auditions on USA Network. That's all it is. Mm. And the only thing that's working is Toxic Attraction. Oh my god, yeah. But I mean, in the ring, like JC Jane is is I mean sometimes terrible, and Gigi Dolan is sometimes not so great, but she at least looks great. I mean, JC Jane, they should replace her with. You know, somebody who's sexier and better. Cameron Grimes? <laughs> no, but I mean, this Duke Hudson thing. Oh, don't trick me into talking about NXT. <laughs> All right, guys, let's just jump into full gear predictions. Let's uh, toss it to uh, our guest, Caden um, Hanafi, right after this short interlude. It is our pleasure uh, to introduce to the Hammerlock Hangover audience uh, a close friend of Jeff and uh, myself. Uh, Mostly mine. It is a uh, we we used to do business for Unpopular Review. Uh, he is the host of the Ten Count podcast, where he covers wrestling uh, alongside with Tamara David. This is Caden Hanafi. Kaden, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me on. It is a pleasure. We have you here to cover AEW Full Gear Predictions. You are a big AEW fan. Um, in our history, uh, there were plenty of times where we would rib each other um, because um, I'm I'm the... Um, what would you describe me, Jeff, uh, as uh, the... Um, you are the marrow that lets Vince live forever. I'm I'm the in-house WWE mark uh, and defender. And and Caden, uh, at the time uh, when we were both on Unpopular Review, Caden uh, uh, was the same. Uh, he was like the bizarro Steve only for AEW. So, yeah. Those of you at home right now would be a good time to softly cue up your favorite love song. When Caden talks about AEW, and that would be appropriate. Maybe yeah, something yeah. Streisand, something sweeping like Lawrence of Arabia. No, Doctor, <laughs> something Doctor Zhivago ish. Doctor Zhivago, yeah. See now you're showing your age. Um, Caden, before we get into the predictions of of Full Gear, what are your thoughts of the latest? Uh, I guess the status or the state of AEW in the last I don't know four to six weeks. I think AEW is probably in one of their best spots right now in terms of everything clicking storyline-wise, at least to me. A lot of it's just really hitting correctly. The matches on TV have been good. For the most part, every single week, Dynamite and Rampage have been very solid top-to-bottom shows, and they built very well Toro gear, and it looks like they have a vision of where they want to go in the next year or so. So I think they've really improved over the last few months where I thought in June they were kind of in a rough spot. July, they had all those stacked 
card shows and just had really good matches. Now they're able to tell compelling stories with the guys that they just brought in. And I think they can continue to do that and be consistent. They can build a fan base that is on top of what they already have and grow their fan base. Okay, very good. I'm glad you you elaborated there. I was going to tee up a follow-up question about their fan base because I feel like their fan base is already watching and it's everybody else that they need to start getting. As, as Tony... <laughs> Alluded to uh, this uh, this week before Dynamite, he tweeted out, "Hey guys, tell your friends, please, <laughs> to watch Dynamite." That's my Tony Khan impression. Everybody, he does he does tweet that every week. <laughs> no, he doesn't tell. This week was like he tweets out that like every episode of Dynamite, uh, Rampage, Dark, Elevation is a special episode. You gotta watch. It's a special episode. And I understand. Look, everybody's gonna jump on my down my throat because he's like, "Oh, you know, uh, he's um, he's promoting his stuff." Let him know what a promoter can't promote. Yeah, a promoter can com- promote. But let's face facts. If Vince McMahon went to his Twitter every single before every Raw, SmackDown, pay per view, two hundred five live to be like, "This is gonna be the greatest two hundred five live ever," everybody would be like, "Shut the fuck up, Vince." <laughs> But no, Tony Khan never gets that that treatment. Well, if he said that about two hundred five live, you would know that that's actually code. He's been kidnapped, and that's his danger word. That means send <laughs> send in my special securities team. <laughs> well, very good. Um, Get I Trump don't know on the you... phone. I need the the SEAL team. Trump's not the president anymore. In my world, he is. <laughs> now, I like that our 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 Vince impression is actually almost alike. Well, I mean. I, I don't have very many impressions, so I bas- I'm basically doing an impression of you doing an impression of Vince. <laughs> That's right. I mean, you used to do a really good spot-on impression of Cameron Grimes. I, I can still do Cameron Grimes, um, right. and, I, and I will when when need be, but uh, Cameron really hasn't been deserving of my attention lately. All right, very good. Um, let's talk about um, do, 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 do. what did I want to mention to you, Caden? What I was going to ask you a question. Um, oh, I know, I remember now. Um, I don't know if you've been listening to the podcast um, regularly, but uh, just to bring you up a um, to bring you up to speed, I uh, ever since FTR decided to wear lucha masks. And pretend to be um, luchadors. I've stopped watching AEW. I'm 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 boycotting it. I'm done with it until they have more uh, actual Latinos in lucha masks instead of uh, cultural appropriation white people in lucha masks. Then um, I will um, maybe uh, tune back in. But I'm done with it. It's it's over for me. Is this your so, new rib? No, 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 no! It's not a rib. It's legit. I, I do not watch it anymore. I'll, I'll follow it. Like I can, I can chat about what I, what I understand they, to have happened last mass, night. They just had two mass luchas on the show in a oh, did, tag they, match, oh, let me a tag title match. You're, you're absolutely right. Did they win, Caden? They did, but why would you put them over? Uh-huh. Okay, thank you, thank you. Their tag team champions the, are do they do they do they put, do they put Lee Moriarty over? They have no, Lee Moriarty we over lost. Yet. 
big spot, but they put over two other black wrestlers last night. But but Lee Moriarty is taken seriously, right? Dante Nobody Martin really. and Leo Rush are taken seriously in that company too. Exactly. Well, why why not why not uh uh what's his name Sonrisa del Sol Samurai del Sol and uh, Aerostar. In fairness, uh, Aerostar and Samurai del Sol, they don't work for AEW. They work exactly. for AAA. <laughs> I mean, they're 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 not there long term, but I mean honestly, like they're there one night. <laughs> exactly. We'll we'll get we'll get to it. It it is what it is, Caden. I just wanted to give you full disclosure that 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 this is this is where I'm at with AEW. Um, but that's not going to stop us from having a good time and doing predictions. You know, Jeff watches AEW, and I can tell you that the contract was signed in blood, and that's pretty much it. <laughs> I wa- I watch everything. You do watch everything. You watch MLW, you watch... I don't know where you find the time. Um, let's start with the predictions here, right? We have Full Gear happening this Saturday. And when we're recording, we're recording on Thursday night. So it is before Rampage airs. But I don't think we need to get to Rampage to kind of... You know, I don't I don't see an extra match being added here. Do you guys? Uh, no, I, I don't think that there will be anything major. I mean, you know, we've got Bobby Fish as mercenary to face Jungle Boy. He, as all mercenaries do, he will fail. As Bobby Fish does, he will fail. So there you go, for two for two. The only question is is whether the elite beat him up or, or it gets ignored. Uh, because, of course, everybody wants an undisputed era um, reunion and... They were sort of pretending that the young bucks don't know Bobby Fish, but like, oh, we know Bobby Fish. I mean, I, I I don't understand why sometimes they completely acknowledge the their entire history in other companies, but with Bobby Fish, they ignore that they wrestled Red Dragon nine thousand times on Ring of Honor and, and New Japan programming, um, and throughout the Indies. Mm-hmm. All right, let's just jump right into it. We've got um... <laughs> nobody cares. Everyone's like, shut up. <laughs> well, we'll get we'll get into that stuff as we go through the through the card. Yeah, um, yeah, about rampage. That's rampage. Yeah, uh, listen, it rampage. <laughs> I, well, I don't know what else is on rampage tomorrow night. I, I've I've honestly forgotten. I, I mean, listen, it does. Don't worry. By tomorrow, by five o'clock, TK is going to tell you that it's a special show. Um, let's start with the with the, the what is it? The buy-in. The buy-in. Nyla Rose and Jamie Hayter versus Sheeta and Thunder Rosa. Caden, what are your thoughts on this match? This was fairly similar to what I predicted when we recorded the uh, our podcast on Tuesday, and I, I was predicting they were going to add something to the buy-in for women. So this is about what I said. And I think it's a pretty solid match that makes sense. You're going into two TBS tournament matches between Nyla and Sheeta and Jamie Hayter and Thunder Rosa. You just had Jamie Hayter and Thunder Rosa in a six-woman tag. You have that feud between Sheeta and Nyla Rosa that's been going on since Double or Nothing of 2020, where they had that first match against each other. So I think all it makes sense to do this tag match here and to kind of promote the women for that TBS, uh, those two TBS matches in the tournament. So who's winning, dude? I got... <laughs> I have... Faces winning. If it's the buy-in you want, I think you want the faces winning. Yeah, Jeff. I think this match is absolutely useless. Um, but yeah, faces win, and Jamie Hader is obviously there to eat pins. 
Oh shit! You think you think she's gonna eat the pin, not uh, Nyla? No, no. Uh, I think they're building Nyla to something where they want to have a hoss fight with her and Jade Cargill. Mm. And Jamie Hader is just a hench person, so she doesn't need oh. she doesn't need to have any momentum right now. Hey, not that not that this is gonna be um, decided at this pay per view, but. Uh, as far as the setup, the build, the the tournament looks for the TBS uh, women's title, what are your thoughts on that, Caden? I think this is tailor-made to put the title on Jade Cargill. I think they want to bone her, but they don't want to take it off of Brit, which is why they're going this route, and I don't have an issue with it. I think it's going to give us some good matches. Yeah, so you think you think Jade is going to win the uh, title? Yeah, there, there's been no doubt since they announced the TBS title about a month ago that this was going to Jade immediately. Hmm. Okay. Let me see. When I first when I first saw the 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 bracket, I thought that this was. Well, before I, I guess before the bracket was even announced, I thought this was an, a great opportunity for Tay Conti to shine and be given this mid card title. Jade, I think I've I've been very vocal as far as like I being that I went to the the Newark show and that was the sh- the episode where Jade fought um, Layla Hirsch for like ten minutes and looked green as fuck. Um, I thought there still needs to be work with Jade, and that's fine. Um, but I thought Tay was ready for this, and I was shocked that uh, you know she didn't uh, make it into the tournament. Well, I thought yeah. who doesn't watch AEW. Speaking of Tay Conti, let's talk about uh, Tay Conti and her title shot here. Are I you guess- not asking me about this match? Oh, I'm sorry. I, no, you said you? we talked about. Uh, you said the. You said you asked, you asked about the TBS tournament. Are you not asking me about the TBS tournament oh, for the TBS we, title? I mean, you're a regular here. You this is okay. Go ahead. You, you seem very passionate all of a sudden about the TBS title. Well, I, I am in that. I don't think that AEW needed a mid card women's title. I think if they were going to do anything, it would have made sense to have women's tag team championships to get more people involved in the storyline a singles title does half as much as a women's title uh and if they want to call them tbs that's fine but i think this would have been a lovely opportunity to change all these titles to the wb network or titles because the tnt title is going to be on the show that's going to tbs and vice versa and you know when these shows can be changed and moved willy-nilly based on the nhl or the nba or whatever the fuck else out else happens. So sort of, you know, you, you sort of get stuck into, you know, the first time I get it, they're on TNT. They want to show thanks and all that, but it's an unforced error. You find out that rampage is going to go on TN uh, on TBS. Now that may have been reversed. I'm not even sure. Um, because everything always seems to be in the air. Um, but it, for either it is, or for a long while, Rampage with the TNT title was going on TBS, which is silly. So to do it twice is an unforced error. That said, uh, I originally thought that this was a good thing for Jade as well. 
Um, a lot of people are starting to have me think that maybe that they really want to put it on Ruby Soho and Jade maybe isn't ready to carry a title period. So maybe they want Ruby Soho to be sort of the underdog face, have one face champion, you know, the, the, the experienced journeyman, tenacious wrestler, you know, pulls out all the stops, is able to take on Jade. If I'm right about the Nyla thing, maybe, you know, Nyla and Vicky are with Jade and cause, cause some kerfuffle, whatever it is. I, I'm going to go with Ruby, and I think that they're going to put Jade on that Goldberg run, and and you know, and she'll be the challenger to Thunder Rosa after she defeats Brett. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it looks like I mean, look, I'm looking at the uh, tournament right now, and it looks like it's setting up for Thunder Rosa versus Jade, and I think Sheeta beats Nyla, and Ruby beats Chris Statlander, and. Sheeta versus Ruby Soho. No, she she does not because they made a big deal about showing that she was still injured from Serena Deeb, and Serena Deeb will mm-hmm. definitely get involved, and and there's no way she is winning. That that's that's definitely gonna that's definitely gonna impede Sheeta. And as you pointed out, nobody gives a Sheeta about Sheeta. You know, I was actually gonna say I I actually give a Sheeta about Sheeta because I'd actually want to see what that match looks like. Ruby versus Sheeta. You're a very complicated man. <laughs> This is the I think the last month or so is the best she has been in AEW so far. They they finally given her a little character. I agree with you, but I think it's because it's the best Serena Deeb's been. Uh, I think Serena Deeb is the one that's carrying this thing now. She is a good wrestler. She for a long time she was without question the best female wrestler in AEW. She might still be. She's she's in their top three without a doubt. I don't think that she's particularly interesting. I think Serena Deeb is making this whole thing interesting. Agreed. Agreed. I, I really, I think a couple episodes ago, I, I lauded uh, Serena Deeb's heel turn and, and I loved it. Um, let's go back to full gear here. Let's talk about uh, the aforementioned Tay Conti. She is in a title match against the uh, AEW Women's World Champion, Britt Baker, uh, who do you see winning this match, Caden? It's Britt Baker. I, I think this is going to be a really good match, but there's no doubt in my mind that this is going to go to Britt. What do you think of the build so far? I thought that they could have probably done a little better. They did a good job to build like why matches going to happen you had the grudge match with anna jay on rampage and then they did like they did a good building why they're going to be in a feud and have a match but then for two weeks they did absolutely nothing, and then they had this tag so i think they probably could have done better at bridging that gap or pulling off on starting the feud for another week through it just like i forgot that this was happening for multiple weeks got it um, Jeff, what are your thoughts on this match? Who's coming out on top? I mean, I think the build has been barely adequate. It's it sort of feels closer to a WWE pay per view build, like sort of rushed and a little bit out of nowhere. But it's fine because um, if, it, if WWE is doing it, then then AEW gets to do it too. As far as who's winning, Britt's winning. Ty Conti's not winning this match, just like Liv Morgan isn't winning the the Raw title from. Becky. I mean, it, it's just it's just a she's going to get a 
little moment in, in the sun, maybe stretch this out to a rematch on one of the TV shows. Probably not, but yeah, I've, I've looked at this with my x-ray vision um, and I've really uh, cut my teeth on this one. I've been chewing it over for a while. Um, so yeah, the, the dentist prevails. I bet you've been watching it with your x-ray vision, you pervert. <laughs> um, let's see, where do we want to go? Skeletons are sexy. Skeletons. Um, let's start at the other match. I mean, um... Start the at this, other match. This the other match. Let's start at this this other match. This other tag match. Pac and Cody Rhodes with this fucking, guy, this fucking guy, Art Anderson, versus Malachi Black and pr- pretty much a team WWE. It's Malachi Black and Andrade. Right. Um, is Caden still there? Yeah, he's still yeah, there. I'm here. I, okay, well, get the guest for us, I say. So. This one has got me a little, I don't know exactly how they want to go with who's going to win this, but my gut is saying they're going to give the win to Malachi and Andrade and give a solid heel win for that match. Uh, I think I actually built this really well, even though I don't like rematches. I don't like the amount of times that we've seen Cody and Malachi at this point, but Given the circumstances and that we got Arn with the Glock, I'm perfectly fine with everything as long as we get more Arn pulling out the Glock. Did you not like the part about him uh, threatening Cody with a, a finger pistol? I, I want a shirt with Arn with the Glock. I, that's all I need. I was at the dark tapings in Orlando a few weeks ago, and we were all chanting, pull out the Glock, and when he didn't, we booed. You know, Arn is just NRA spelled backwards. <laughs> you know what's funny, Caden, is I, I too want an Arn shirt, but I the the Arn shirt that I want is the one of a picture of him falling off the apron. <laughs> I, don't, I don't want to talk I, about I was that a little finish, bit worried you know? when, when Cody had to be the douche this past week and come out through the audience, the crowd, and so Arn had to come out through the crowd with him because Arn was really going to be helpful in this Donnybrook. So Arn's running. I thought that Arn was going to fall down those steps and and take Cody out. <laughs> Do a complete Homer Simpson or, or uh, Peter um, Peter oh Griffin. Peter Griffin. Yeah, the whole thing and like just roll down the thing, take out Cody, the beer guy. So, somehow Moxley is still there. Just everyone. Okay. Just take just take everyone out. Um, okay. Yeah, I, the the heels are winning this one. The only question is. Is does Cody eat the pin because Arn finally turns on him, um, and you know rejoins his buddy Tully and FTR still gets involved with that, or is it because Pac's had enough and it's not that the Lucha Brothers turn on Pac, it's that Pac, Pac turns on the Lucha Brothers, um, or that Pac is there to eat pins just like he used to be. Uh, so there's there's a whole lot of things there. I'm gonna go with Arn is finally done with Cody. Um, and uh, we continue the boo yay boo yay thing, but the heels are winning this, and I hope FTR is not involved. I'm going to throw a wrench into this, and I'm going to say that Cody and Pac are going to win, and it's because Cody's going to fuck something up somewhere somehow. Maybe he's about to get pinned. He eats a finisher, and he's about to get counted out, 
one, two, three, but then Arn saves his ass. Mm-hmm. I think they win. Cody wins. Um, and the story after the match is Arn saying, you would have lost this fucking match if it wasn't for me, son. And then it keeps building up that feud. And at what point does the big show and the gun club come out and, and it was all a fake that they were fighting with each other? Uh, that uh, maybe the next dynamite. I don't know. Okay. I, I'm, I'm very confused by the whole like FTR is in the pinnacle, but then FTR is hired guns for Andrade. I'm very confused, but it, it is what it is. I don't want to get into all, all of that. I'm confused as to why they did that without it being a Tully Arn story. I'm not confused by it any longer. If it's not an Arn Tully story, which I'm hoping that it's not. I am confused why they could not have used any of the other 9,000 teams on that roster uh, for the exact same purpose. Maybe they're just not believable enough, but I, I don't know. Yeah. The the reasoning that it seemed to imply on Dynamite this, uh, or last week when they were under the ring for the Cody match, is that it, it, Lucha Brothers are aligned with Pac. They're in a feud with Lucha Brothers. They're or they're going to help Drade to beat Pac and Cody. Except that the deal was brokered by MJF. If they had a video segment where they just showed Tully talking to MJF going, listen, I got this idea to make the team some money. It's going to help us, which will help you. What do you think? And you see MJF going, that's why you're the, what, that's why you're the wise man. Something like that. And they can make a, they can make a jib at WWE, which they like so much. I mean, that, that would have tied that whole thing together. I mean, yeah, I mean, you're right. That is the implication. Wrestling, there shouldn't be implications. Wrestling is for idiots, so they should tell you in wrestling. I didn't I didn't see that as MJF brokering the deal. I saw that Morris FTR made their decision, but MJF had to clear it because he has a contract with the Pinnacle, and MJF has to clear anybody in the Pinnacle working with somebody else. I'm agreeing with you they didn't do it. What I'm saying is that they should have done that to make the story clear so that there didn't have to be an implication that was right there laid out for us. Let's move on to, uh, uh, since we brought up MJF, let's bring up MJF's match. Um, Who do you think Caden is going to win, MJF or his mom? (laughs) Oh, sorry. I, 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 I see that the match is actually MJF versus Darby Allen. I'm confused because... All I see him is feuding with his parents. On Twitter, he's he's just calling his mom a slut. Listen, you know, you for someone who claims that you have taken a social media break, you are certainly all the way in the bowels of uh, social media. When it comes to for AW, I have to be because this is how I keep hip. I keep I keep you know being able to stay in the know without you know adding a view. Breaking news, listeners, Steve is hip. I'm hip. <laughs> I I have two hips. Mm-hmm. All right. Kaden, what do you think? Who's who's winning, MJF or Darby? The young phenom or the young phenom? Uh, I think they're going to have Darby take this in order to have the MJF Wardlow turn finally happen. I, I think they've been building it enough, and this is the spot where they just need to pull the trigger and have it happen. Yeah, I agree with that. I said it on the 10 count when I was with you guys a, a week and a half ago. Um, I agree with it. And the fact that they gave Wardlow a squash match over uh, Wheeler, Utah, 
uh, a rare solo match, um, I think, was there just to remind us that Wardlow is a wrestler and he's around and, and is his own guy. So uh, I, I think it's time for them to finally um, cut the cord with that relationship. And then, of course, this first feud won't be MJF. It'll be Sean Spears running interference, who will, of course, lose because that's why Sean Spears is there. I like both of your analysis. I don't think I have to add anything to it. I think MJ, oh no, I think uh, Darby's going to win. Um, because I, you know, for after putting CM Punk over, I think Darby's due for a big win, and this would be a big win for him. That was a hip answer. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you very much. <laughs> um, let's talk about um, this other tag team match. Oh, it's not even just, it's like a, um, a do you need coffee or something what is with you like uh, the other I'm matches because uh... i'm trying to figure out what this fucking goddamn card is so it's christian cage it's jurassic express versus the super click which there is three go. fucking feel guys. the heat channel the hate channel the hate <laughs> all right there darth sidious <laughs> calm down right. obey me obey <laughs> Who's winning, Christian Cage, Jurassic Express, or the Super Click? It's Hayden, the Super. It's the Super Click. Like I don't, I don't know how else you can pick a team to win other than the Super Click for this one, unless you're seeing Adam Cole maybe turn its face, which I don't think is happening for a few more months until Kevin Steen comes in. But uh, yeah, I got Super Click winning here. Oh, you think Kevin Owens is actually coming? Oh, I 100% think Kevin Steen's leaving that company and going to AEW. His name, he identifies as Kevin Owens, Caden. His name would be Kevin Steen in the company. That's what I will call him for when he would be in AEW. <laughs> what if his name is, is Steen Owens? That's right. And he's um, worse than WWE going to Angel instead of Angel Garza. I, I, I don't care what happens with Kevin Owens. Um, but I also, <laughs> I don't think that Adam Cole is going face anytime soon. He, he had a chance to go face in NXT, clearly isn't comfortable doing it. Um, he, when they had him do it in Ring of Honor, it was short-lived as well. He obviously is more comfortable as a heel. Anyway, uh, it doesn't matter. None of this matters. It's super click is winning. Even if they're going to make him the biggest face in the history of wrestling, it's too soon to do it now. And I actually have another little swerve. I have a QAcom, which I'm saving for the end, which impacts this oh so slightly. But yeah, Luchasaurus is obviously eating this pin. <laughs> I was going to ask, who do you think is eating the pin? How many do you think like it's going to take? Guy that doesn't the big guy, the guy they don't care about. Do you? Think, I got Chris, you Christian Cage is taking the pin to Adam. I have Christian Cage taking the pin to Adam Cole. I think Christian. The Cage entire story is Adam Cole and Jungle Boy. So why would Christian Cage take the pin to Adam Cole? I think they're going to have another match between Jungle Boy and Adam, uh, and Adam Cole still. Of, of course they I, are. I think they're going to have another. I thought that's the match that was going to be on this pay per view, and I was very surprised that they went with the. The singles match, considering the last one ended in a low blow, Christian take the pin, and that way they can do a singles match between the two guys. All right. Well, in that case, we both agree that the super click is winning. Okay, uh, Jeff, do you think if Luchasaurus does take the pin, does it take all three members of the super click to pin him at the same time? No, but they're definitely going to do like a triple BTE trigger into like a gonna... Panama Sunrise. 
you know, and then they'll do the, you know, they'll make a big show of the double kiss and Adam Cole, you know, hitting the with the bare knee. I was going to ask how, what's the over under on, on the kiss? Is it 100%. one, top one and a half? I mean, what, what's, how does over unders work when it's a hundred percent? Is, is it like 0.001? Is it, is it going to be, be over? Is it, is it like, is it going to be one kiss? Is it going to be multiple kisses? Is it going to be, you know, the only question is, will somebody turn and will they retire? That That's it. <laughs> I'm going to say for the kiss, there's going to be two. One will be failed. One will be successful. Oh, there you go. Look at that. Caden, I, I agree. Two with kisses, you. TV 14. This is wild. We, um, I'm agreeing with Caden multiple times on this uh, predictions uh, part. This is wild. Um, let's talk about uh, one of the hottest angles they're talking about with, with only two week build but everybody's like this is the greatest thing i heard one guy in a chat group say this is the probable match of the year candidate despite one of the guys just recently coming off of a seven-year hiatus and the other guy i can't even tell you what his best match ever was i'm talking about cm punk versus eddie kingston um, Kaden, what are your thoughts? Probably a week ago when he lost to Daniel Bryan. Kaden, what are your thoughts on this build, the last two weeks, the promos, all of it? I have had issues with AEW doing their two-week builds to pay-per-use. I still don't love it. I wish they started this earlier, but with what they got, I loved that promo on Friday. I thought it was fantastic. It felt real. It's what those shoot style promos should be in wrestling. And it got me extremely excited. I think they work complementary styles in the ring. Wait, wait, wait. How and excited? I, like I'm, off excited? Like Steve watching Total Divas excited? I'm not at that level. I, I think I'm Steve seeing uh, pregnant Renee excited. That that I uh, that oh, you may have just raised the level. I'm not sure you understand Steve oh that God. well. Like you might have had. No, a, I, I, like, no, I understand. Is, I understand. Like, that's a high. That's a high level. But Moxley's still all there, so it does weigh it down a tiny bit for him. Uh huh. But I, 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 I am it very excited. I, it's the forbidden fruit thing. You don't understand. It's like the serpent is there. No, no. He's Caden. Caden's hitting everything on the on the head. It is just. Uh, Who knows pregnant, you better, you or me? Me. Pregnant, pregnant Renee. Uh, I, I was so just as Caden just said. I was excited, and then he mentioned Moxley, and then I got unexcited. Mm-hmm. I, I am really, ex- I am very excited for this match, but I, I do think that CM Punk's going to take another win. I, I don't have an issue if this is where he loses to, like if it's the Eddie loss is when he takes his first loss. I just don't see why you would do it. Let me be heel, Jeff, for a second, okay? These two, with their pull-apart and their brawl, it was pretty pitiful. Those blows were about as soft and dainty as as anything I've ever seen. They were about as bad as B-Fab against uh, Electra Lopez. Now, to face Jeff. Plans obviously changed when Moxley uh, had to enter himself into rehab. It was supposed to be Moxley and Kingston uh, doing their thing. Uh, probably was going to lead to Punk and Brian being on the other side of things. Moxley and Kingston were going to be the heels. Brian and and um, and uh, 
yeah, Brian and Punk would be the faces, and that would be a little thing to keep them away from titles and and to get everyone excited for a while. And we'd see some brutality. I mean, you know, Moxley was biting everyone; everyone was bleeding. I'm starting to wonder maybe if he was losing his his ability to gauge things spatially, and that's why everybody was bleeding. But anyway, um, so plans changed. So I think they pivoted really nicely. I think they turned absolutely nothing into a story, and the story is pretty darn good, and the promos were good. It did seem real. Yes, it was a little bit fast and forced, but it's wrestling, so we have to, you know, take off our glasses a little bit, and so I thought it was, I thought that was, it's well done. Um, Punk called Kingston a bum. I think that made it pretty clear who's actually going to be the face and the heel. I think they're, you know, that that people are actually booing Punk a little bit now. Um, it's an interesting experiment. Um, but this will be his first program. Now, he's definitely winning. Kingston doesn't need to win. Kingston's not there to win. He's he's just there to be, you know, he's someone that he's like, well, he's like Kevin Owens in WWE. Every now and then they need him to win. Most of the time they need him to lose, but look good doing it. Um, or sound good in Kingston's uh, case. I don't think this is going to be match of the night because, frankly, Kingston's not that great a wrestler. And even though he's supposed to be a brawler, he's not a very convincing-looking brawler. And I don't know that, that Punk can carry the match, but I'll tell you what, both these guys are going to try like hell. Um, and I'm interested. If you told me three weeks ago, do you want to see CM Punk versus Eddie Kingston? be like, why? No. No, I'm interested. Mission accomplished. Absolutely, I, I I like the I like the story. Do you buy, Caden? Uh, I'll ask you because you're the guest. Do you buy what Kingston said to CM Punk two weeks ago that there are people in the back? Is that a shoot or is that a work that don't like him and are are upset with him and pretty much turning him into the guy that he uh, hates? which is John Cena. I think it's a little bit of half and half. I think there are certainly people about some of the new people being brought in. I think it's mainly those OG talent that are not happy with punks, Brian Danielson's people like that being signed, pushed up to the top of the card really fast and taking their spot. But I also don't – I think he did exaggerate just a, a little bit because they probably don't have as big of an issue with it because it will make the company more money and in turn could make their next contract and still have more money if it works out that way. So I think it's a little bit of, a little bit of both. All right. Fair enough. Who? Uh, so um, who do you see winning? Punk? Yeah. I, this is 100% a punk win. Yeah, I think this is the, my only problem with this. I, I actually like the promo. Um, my only uh, my only disagreement with it, or or, or the thing that, that landed negatively, in my opinion, was both weeks. You know, the video clip of Eddie Kingston this week and the promo last week. You both have Kingston saying, "I don't care if I lose." Like, why would you say that out loud? Like, I understand you're trying to look hard and trying to save a rep, save your rep when you do take the L. But 
I don't know, man. Like, I feel like you're letting the cat out the bag already that you are going to take the L and Punk is going to win. Oh, are we, are we, is it time for uh, nine to five? I figured that would be some dramatic music. Oh, thank you. Look at you. <laughs> is it nine to five music? All right. Yeah, I, think, I don't know. I, I, it's, it seemed like countdown music. I don't know. It's the best I could do on short notice. <laughs> that countdown music. Oh, oh, oh! You mean the final countdown? Are you trying? Is this your way of trying to get us to Brian Danielson? Oh wait, I don't own the rights to this music because that makes it okay. <laughs> who who sings the final countdown? Is that Asia? Europe. Wrong continent. You I was gonna say I was gonna say it was, it's one of those continents. Mm-hmm. Um trust me, Europe is not claiming your version of their song is theirs. Their loss. <laughs> They were like, this guy howling? Is he okay? Is he having a heart attack? <laughs> not, not. I, 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 I pledge to everyone out there, I will live at least long enough to see Pervez Khan look at the books of AEW and take the company <laughs> away from Tony. I will live long enough just, to, just, just for the immediate fallout of that, and then that will be it. Like, before I wanted to live to see, to see the end of Avengers Endgame, and that would be fine. Uh, but now I, I have a new life goal. <laughs> exactly. That's that's really what I'm worried about. I'm worried about the listeners we just lost because of his, his yodeling. <laughs> Tamara's still listening. Tamara's still listening. Probably not. Should I, should I sing Jungle? Remember when I sing Jungle Bull? Nope. Oh, please don't. Please don't. Yeah, let's oh, all yeah. do it. Everybody want to hear that. Oh, fantastic. <laughs> please, please no. Oh, my God. <laughs> Speaking, uh, so let's let's talk about Brian Danielson. The the what, what does he call himself? The last dragon, the final the dragon, American, the, the American, American dragon. dragon, whatever. <laughs> and and Miro, Miro obviously taking uh, the spot of Moxley. Um, you know, now that I'm looking at this at this card, this card really didn't add up to what Tony Khan um, penciled uh, during the football game like a month ago. This this kind of changed up pretty drastically no well that's normal but i, I think i, I think I the moxley thing changed it. at least three matches go ahead yeah, i didn't see the, i didn't see the pencil up didn't want to get spoiled for what was going to be on the card but from what i heard it was like fairly accurate yeah, yeah. no i didn't see this Pac cody Rhodes match there with uh I, black and i, thought I saw somebody say it was on there I'll, I'll i'll look it up to confirm but i thought somebody said that was on there no, Cody had no match on on there yet. Yeah, and then I also didn't see. I mean, obviously Miro was supposed to be Moxley. Um, yeah, I mean, I feel like some of this stuff changed, but hey, it is it is what it is. I mean, it, that's the course of the business, right? Card subject um, to change. It may still change. Exactly, you're absolutely right. I mean, uh, that's, that's why they have Daniel Garcia. He can do it all. <laughs> he can step in for Miro anytime. Um. So this is for uh, the future AEW World Championship. Uh, who do you have here, Caden? Do you have Brian Danielson or do you have 
God's favorite wrestler or son or whatever he's calling himself these days, Miro. I think this is going to go to Miro and Brian Danielson will be dead after this match. I think we're going to see a funeral for Brian Danielson. He's going to go home to Brie Bella for a few weeks and he's going to be a, a completely changed man coming out of this match with Miro. It, you're not going to be left the same. But uh, in all seriousness, I do think this match is going to be like extremely brutal between these two guys. I think they are going to kill each other. And I'm here for it. And Miro is going to obliterate him. Jeff? Yeah. Of all the matches on this card that I'm not going to watch, this is the one that I'm regretting not going to watch the most. Um, I agree. I think that this is going to be a great match. And I think Miro's promos have been amazing. Uh, I, I love the, you know, would God tr- trade your broken neck for mine? Uh, I mean, all that is amazing. Here's what's going to happen. For the 23rd pay-per-view in a row or major card, I'm going to predict that it looks like Daniel's winning. He has done something. He's won every match in a different way. Go this, ahead. It's something on the neck. And he has Miro down. And then he gets distracted by Lana. The luscious Lana is coming down. CJ Perry is coming in. She is coming in. I don't know if they have any Russian people from Ring of Honor that are available. I don't know. If Eric Rowan is going to put on one of those little fur hats that Boris, uh, Boris, uh, uh, what the, I want to say Carlo, but that's not, whatever, the Nikolai Volkov used to wear, you know, the Russian yes. Winter Army things, and they'll, they'll tell you that it's Eric Rushkodov or whatever. I don't care. I don't care what happens. But Lana is going to cost Daniel Bryan's win. Uh, the and Rusev Amiro is going to do something to his, to the, to, to the neck win this match. God's Redeemer will get a title shot. Unfortunately, they're, they're probably going to, you know, feed him to pages for a while, but that could be, that, that could make some good fun for a little bit. I mean, obviously Miro wasn't even initially supposed to be on this card. So this is a card subject to change. He was on a, he was on vacation. He deserved it because he only took like 18 months off. Yeah. I, I was actually going to say the exact same thing, Jeff, I think, this is where a perfect spot to bring Lana in and have her debut and have her help Miro um, get this uh, championship title match um, opportunity. And, and it's, it's a good way to keep Brian Danielson uh, strong. Um, uh, And, and yeah, I think uh, all of it is, is good. And then let Danielson carry on his feud with Omega for uh, without the title. Now, I, I gotta ask if Lana is coming in. This brings in Brie Bella. No, yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't think Brie Bella uh, t- decides to tarnish her brand by stepping foot in AEW. Yeah, no, no, the the the, the Bella the, the the Bellas are their own brand. They're they're busy. Yeah, they're not. They're they're. I don't think they they get anywhere near close to um, AEW. Mostly because you know. If, if if this is Brian Danielson's, you know, uh, you know, pet project, desire, uh, you know, this is uh, close to his heart to kind of go and help these guys out, that's fine. Um, but for Bree to be anywhere close to this, I don't know. I feel like that's, you know, Laurenitis will have to answer a lot of questions to Vince about about it, and I think that puts him in a difficult spot. Plus, I mean. 
You know what, what spot it puts him in? Bo Dallas's hiding spot. <laughs> That's right. You know, plus, I mean, they're doing well. Like, these, uh, the, the Bella Twins, like, uh, believe it or not, like, uh, whatever they do as far as their branding, uh, you know, I, I, they, they're doing phenomenal. Like, I mean, these guys are, are definitely social influencers online. And, and I mean, I think, uh, what's it, Nikki is hosting a talent show. Brie is, you know, I am telling you, they're like the Lisa Rinna of the, of, yes, the yes, that's world. a, that is a perfect. That is a perfect uh, uh, comparison. I know Absolutely. that. Absolutely. Duh. Who would be? Kaden, who would Kaden's be? like who's Lisa Rinna? <laughs> no idea. No idea. Yeah, don't worry. It's all right. What about the other guy, Hamilton, the guy that had like a lot of tan, like he was like over tanned. You know, George Hamilton. Yes, he's George dead. Hamilton. No, I know he's dead, but who would be like the wrestling equivalent of George Hamilton? <laughs> <laughs> It's <laughs> Sting, right? Yeah, thank you. Let's move on. <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, it, it, it's it's really more flair. Yes, you know what? It is. It is flair. Holy who's, shit! Who, by the way, is coming back with a podcast, but it, Conrad won't even touch him. So it's Mark Madden who still somehow is around this business. Oof! Like Oof. what? What possibly new could Flair have to say, and what could he say other than to get himself in trouble? He's gonna de- he's gonna defend himself. Like who's who are his advertisers? Who's his sponsors? For him's woo choo. Sexy <laughs> <laughs> depend. Oh my god! For, for for when you're seventy and single, and you want to mingle. Oh my God, Wuchu! Holy shit! Somebody needs to tweet that to Ric Flair because obviously he he needs to be branding that something like that. Yeah, he's got to find some sort of depends fake, after dark. Woo! Some, some fake pharmaceutical company from like uh, you know a third world country is gonna back up some blue pill that is actually placebo and and, and call it Wuchu. Does your colostomy bag get in the way? Well, put on this Louis Vuitton coverall, and it looks like a, a snazzy accessory. Make a fashion statement with the Louis Vuitton colostomy bag <laughs> holder. It's hermetically sealed for her pleasure. Oh, hermetically sealed by Hermes. There you go. Look oh, at that. hermetically sealed by Hermes. But it's too bad it's Hermes, but okay. It's all right. It's too pricey for my blood. Right. It, it could be Hermes here because it's fake. This is all <laughs> bottom of line shit. <laughs> It's it's hermetically sealed, meaning that some guy named Herm sealed it. <laughs> Herman, um, I've been I've been trying to avoid uh, talking about this because I feel my my blood uh, beginning to boil. Let's talk about Lucha Brothers versus FTR for the AEW World Tag Team Championships. Caden, who is going to win this match? I feel like I'm in the minority of most wrestling fans when predicting this one, but I have FTR winning. I am not a fan of 50-50 booking. They already gave FTR one win for the AAA tag titles. I would give them the second, and then almost immediately a revolution, drop the belts to Santana and Ortiz because they have to have a third match. I think that's what you should do and kind of get some people the belts that 
sort of need them. I think Santana and Ortiz need the belts a little bit more than the Lucha Brothers right now, but I Who's just don't Santana? see I call him Santana. I don't know why I call him Santana, but I, I think okay, that I think I think the belts should be put on that team. to do it is to use FTR's transitions right here. Jeff? Uh yeah, I I am like Caden in this one in that Santana. No, I, I I um I feel like the whole world thinks that the Lucha brothers are gonna win this and the everyone's like relying on the fact that the triple A belts aren't on the line too. I really don't know what that has to do with much. I mean, AAA may be perfectly happy to have FTR as the champions. I, I would think that they have luchadors all the time, and FTR maybe as a, you know, as chicken shit heels three times a year in, in Mexico might be interesting to the crowd there, just just like the big hosses used to be to the Japanese crowds thirty years ago. Um, I'm not really, I, I don't really know. Uh, maybe maybe there's something inside I don't understand here, but I also think it's going to be FTR. I I think the double champion gimmick works everyone knows the triple a titles really don't mean anything here but double titles that you know they can walk around doing that so unless the whole story is the entire pinnacle is unfolding and failing left and right and so that pivots ftr away from the mgf thing and then into the andrade you know into straight into another faction with andrade and and house of black um i sort of think ftr wins and is double champions uh so i'm, I'm going with ftr uh, against the grain, I'm I'm taking some solace that Caden agrees with me. I'm I'm going to uh, uh, against my own better judgment, but I uh, listen. We're talking about AEW here, so uh, it doesn't surprise me that uh, both of you think FTR is going to win. I think FTR is going to win, and I'd be shocked to see the Lucha Brothers actually pull this sucker out. FTR has nothing up for them if they lose right but if the lucha brothers lose they have whatever nonsense is going on with andrade to fall back on ftr needs these titles um and again it disappoints me because i think ftr will be a, put on a good match with santana and ortiz and we haven't really kind of seen that for a while but the matches that these guys put together when it's santana ortiz and the Lucha Brothers is fire. It is match of the year type shit. And for AW, I, I don't know. We'll see. But listen, I'm 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 boycotting AW for a reason, and they're just going to give me more reason to hate them after after this match. So it is what it is. Um, let's see what else we got here. Da, 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 da. I think we got oh oh Inner Circle. Let's talk about. I actually like this this build to this inner circle versus men of the year. Um, men of the year will consist of Ethan Page, Scorpio Sky, and the American top team: Junior DeSantos, Andre Arlovsky, and Dan Lambert. Uh, Dan Lambert caught a lot of criticism, I guess, on on social media this week because of the spot that he put. Jericho threw the table and needed the assistance of, uh, uh, what was it? Scorpio sky and Ethan page to lift them up and put them through the table. Uh, 
because they were like, oh, like this is the spot that should, if you're up about promoting young talent, why is Dan Lambert in this spot? Like one thing is for him to be like the hype man and, 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 you know, like Jimmy, the mouth of the South heart with his megaphone, like going around, like you never saw him or slick or any other manager, you know, do a power bomb on one of the big guys, the, the head guy of the rival faction. So why do you, why do we need to see Dan Lambert doing this? But because he's you know, Roman Reigns here, though his flunkies are helping him out. I, and I thought it was great. <laughs> he, he, he goes, he goes, Boston Crab, nineteen seventy four, the real Rocky Johnson. That, that was amazing. That was great. Dan Lambert is so good in this role. Um, the other thing I like about this is that normally when you bring in actual athletes, current active athletes, or even someone like a Shaq, it's usually at the wrestler's expense, and I never really like that. It rarely works out. I mean, the Tyson thing, the swerve was done well. It was for a limited purpose, and and it's freaking Tyson. It's not embarrassing. Dennis Rodman actually worked in in that role really well. Kevin Green wasn't embarrassing, but that's that's those are like the only ones that, that I can find tolerable to Carl, better. Carl Malone, yeah, not really. LT, no, LT was terrible, uh, and I never liked Bam Bam Bigelow either. Um, Steve McMichael, I mean, years long of horror. Anyway, I, I, the point being is that this is not to ultimately make the wrestlers look bad. The wrestlers are going to win. The inner circle is going to win. And Dan Lambert is obviously going to go through two tables from the second tier and will not kick out at two. And, and somebody at the end, Sammy Guevara, is going to pin him and say, you didn't kick out at two and a half. And that'll be the and then cut end scene it's a street wow. fight these guys don't have to wrestle you have sky and page that can handle the the wrestling part the rest of them can do brawling we might get a page van zandt thing you know well, whatever it is it's yeah, that's right everybody does um who knows maybe hager's wife comes in there and and starts smooching on her i don't know uh Ooh. something right um but whatever it is yeah inner inner circle wins this uh faces look strong I will say one thing. Obviously, this is something that wasn't planned for a long time. Otherwise, there's absolutely zero reason to have put that TNT title on Sammy Guevara because he doesn't need to be in faction warfare for the past two months while being TNT champion. Yeah, that's my problem with him having the title right now is that they haven't done anything with him with the title. But, I mean, let's see what happens after this nonsense. Caden, um, before you give your opinion, I have a question for you on this match. Um What's what's I've seen street fights before, but what's so special about a Minneapolis street fight? It's the city they're in, and they're gonna call it the city. They have a tendency to do like I think most pump wrestling companies have a tendency to kind of do that. Like I think they've had like the Miracle on Thirty Fourth Street, a street fight for Christmas episodes of SmackDown and Raw before. It's just what they're doing. I don't. There's nothing special about it. Wrong. It's the Twin Cities. Obviously, there's going to be cloning involved, and (laughs) and it's going to end up being ten on five. This is where Twin Magic shows up. Is that that's exactly correct? That is right. Do we do we get a sighting of those versus Mandy Rose and Dana Brooke? This is where it comes. Mm -hmm. Do do we get a sighting of a Prince impersonator? No, no, (laughs) it's still too soon. Velveteen Dream. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> oh, 
Oh, shit, Jeff. Oh, you're killing me. Caden, who's winning this match? <laughs> the inner circle is winning, but I think we're all winning by this feud finally being over. I have despised the feud. I think Lambert's been great in the role, but it's the same thing every week. Kind of like what they were doing with Sting and Buddy and Team Taz, where it was just like someone interrupts somebody else, and it's a promo, and they make jokes about Paige Van Zant's OnlyFans, and they make homophobic comments, and he calls them a, a fat-faced dipshit. It's the same thing over and over again, and I don't want to cheer Jericho because he's got some ghosts in his closet. I don't really want to cheer him. Like I, I want to boo Jericho, and you're making me just not enjoy seeing him on my screen right now. What a clarification. Can't a ghost go through the closet easily? Ghosts uh, ghost cannot go through doors. They're not fire. Are, are you sure that you're thinking of ghosts here? Yeah, ghosts can't go through doors. They're not fire. I'm pretty sure the ghosts are not encumbered by things like walls. Sl Slimer went through a wall and a door. Yeah. If and anybody listening is, uh, if anybody closet. listening watched Community, you understand my reference. Oh, gotcha. I don't know. What, I, I, don't, I haven't watched. I like. I like. Uh, what's his face? The guy. What's his name? Hanson. No, no, that was the other guy from Talk Soup. <laughs> Yeah. Anyway, oh, by the way, that this is my other thought on the FTR because if if Lucha Brothers win as the faces, we're going back to this again. Who's a heel tag team to face them in the titles? The Young Bucks again? Because there's no other top heels. It's it's not going to be Men of That's the Year because all they do is lose feuds. Yeah. So it makes more sense for there to be for FTR to win because there's plenty of face top teams. That's oh, my thinking speaking, too on that. Yeah. Speaking of which. Earlier this week, um, I forget which, listen, I get these two confused all the time. I've mentioned this before out here. Uh, Dax and uh, Cash or Dax and what's the other guy's name? Dax, 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 and, Cash. Dax and Cash. What, whatever. I, I I forget their names all the time. Um, the I don't know which one of these two uh, jabrones <laughs> tweeted this out, but somebody happened to it ask was, them. It was Dax. <laughs> somebody asked them and, and on, on Twitter why didn't they follow up um the young bucks versus ftr match um after they lost the titles to the young bucks and I, one of them said that's a story that we'll share um in a few months alluding to like when their contract is up i guess Caden, you have any insight? I mean, you used to be known as Caden Dirt Sheets. What's the story with FTR and the Young Bucks? I don't think there is any. If they said we'll talk about it in a few months, I would assume that's think meaning that they're going to have another match. That's what I would think that reference towards because their contracts were certainly not signed for one year. When AEW signs somebody, it's usually for at least careers. They, they tend to sign through five-year contracts for their talent. Uh, so I'm confident that that's not that he didn't mean the contract is up in a few months. Okay, interesting insight. I really certainly hope for Tony Khan's sake that he didn't sign Fuego del Sol for three years because Jesus Christ, I mean, <laughs> I'd want my money back. Oh, you're missing uh, Too Fast, Too Flame on AEW Dark. That team is over and killing it. 
Oh, shut up. With who you say is over. I'm I'm not missing that, Caden. Yeah. Not whatsoever. There's no. Have you no watched, one Do you know who? Do you know that team? Too fast, yeah, too Fuego. No, pro wrestling I don't, I don't is need so to. much different than sports entertainment. It's Cody Rhodes on, on, on a Lucha Libre match. I didn't know that. What? <laughs> Cody? <laughs> I, I don't. I don't know. I don't think so. Mm-hmm. It, it doesn't I matter. Don't know. It, it, I don't know, man. It wouldn't surprise me if it's another white guy in a lucha mask. It's just at this point. I mean, AEW just... Ay, Dios mío. Ay, Dios it's, mío. It's the other white meat. Just the, the one guy that they did actually bring in, which was... Uh, what's his name? The guy formerly as Kalisto Samurai, right? Samurai Del Sol. Mm-hmm. The poor guy. <laughs> the poor guy sends his condolences and talks about John Huber uh in, in some uh uh you know uh nice fashion right i'm sure he wasn't like best fucking friends with the guy and i think this is why jericho and amanda nobody got liked Kalisto. but but come on the guy so and then everybody jumps down his throat because he spelled his name wrong like what he, he took the h out come on did, it, that's not really why they did they did it because he was he was cloud chasing he was trying to make himself look like he was best friends with the guy and apparently he he like never checked in once Oh, that's horrible. That's yeah, horrible. you're right. Kalisto is horrible. Now, as Samurai just told, he could get me on the side if he actually took his katana out and cut out, cut off Fuego de Sol's head. Then I'm all in. Um, but oh my don't God, worry. You'll, you'll never, you will never see Kalisto again. The, the yeah. more interesting Twitter story between a former member of Lucha House Party was Lindsay Dorado threatening to fight Izzy's dad. Izzy's dad is saying something bad. Izzy's dad, he really is sad. Oh my god. You actually let off two two lines of that. You've actually thought about this. It's not that hard to rhyme dad. I mean, Stacy's mom has got it going on. Oh my god. You've yeah. He <laughs> like, is a girl. She is a good friend of mine. She's trained to be a wrestler. She's gonna make the big time. But MSK has doubts to dreams. But Izzy's dad, he's gonna scream. Cause Izzy's dad is saying something sad. Izzy's dad, he ain't taking he bad. Izzy's dad, he's gonna beat them on the pad. I'm in the tank for Izzy's dad. Thank you. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> wow, he did that just without even just, just looking. That was just a full riff right there. Wow. Damn right. I think we need to start working on a music video, Jeff. I think so too. <laughs> <laughs> wow! Incredible! Wow! I, I can't follow. Hey, then that you didn't know that you were going to be here for history. I know. Wow. Look Speaking at that. of history, isn't there one more match on this card? <laughs> there, there is. There is. Thank you. Good segue. We're going to talk about um, the the main event, mm. the one that everybody's been waiting for. We're uh, anxiously waiting two years worth of build for this one night, one match. Everybody's been hankering for this AEW title, where finally, finally. Hangman Page will get his comeuppance, or is it Kenny Omega that gets his comeuppance? I forget what that, that how that goes. Jeff will correct me in a moment. Oh, Kenny Omega, no, <laughs> no, no, please stop. <laughs> Kenny Omega versus Hangman Page. Caden, 
what are your thoughts on the build, the final, the final show, um, the go home show, signing the contract in in Hangman's blood, um, all of it. What are your thoughts? It was a very good go home promo between the two guys. It got me very excited. Showed why I've been waiting for this match for as long as they've been building to it. I thought their full gear match last year was great. I think this one will probably end up being a little bit better. And Hangman Page is winning that title. I think he's going to drop it to Miro in like a month. But he's going to win it and he's going to get his time to shine. Wow, you you really think that he's going to drop this title to Miro? People waited two years. I think he's dropping it to Miro Revolution, yeah. Hold on a minute. At least, at least I'm not Louis Dangor who thought that he was gonna drop it to MJF on Wednesday. Okay, Louis <laughs> Louis Dangor is the dumbest person who has a blue check mark that somehow certified. I, I have oh no God. idea how that happened. Hold up a second, Caden. I need to run this back. This man has been chasing this fucking title for two years. Everybody is clamoring. This is the greatest story ever told in professional wrestling. This is better than Hogan versus Savage. This is the best thing ever. And you're telling me that this man is going to hold on to this title for one fucking pay-per-view show? And he's going to drop it to Miro? I think he's going to drop it to Miro. I think that's the right booking decision. I think it's, oh, I don't think you should so. Put over, I think you should put over Miro and have him as a top guy. But for that doesn't affect how I feel about the story, though. What I think they're going to do after is it irrelevant sort of to the story contained within itself. Okay. Jeff. I, I, listen, everybody knows that I think that putting the title on Hangman Page is going to be a mistake very similar to putting the title on Big E. I don't think he's that guy. I don't think when he was at that table that he seemed like that guy. He seemed like a tentative little nobody there. Uh, And Omega seemed like the star, even though he's been sort of floundering the last few weeks and sort of looked like, you know, just one of the the super click, you know, with their boobing around. Um, Welcome back, Don Callis. Thank God you were missed. That was great. I love the signing, his, his the contract in Hangman's blood. That was terrific. That said, they have to put the title on Hangman. If they don't put the title on Hangman now, just release him. I mean, just let him go someplace else. There's no point. I mean, you can't, <laughs> you can't have a story longer than this. Um, so now what I would do, and this is a QAcon, is I would do a double turn. So if you want to have the super click turn on on Omega because of his failure, that's fine. Uh, and Hangman rejoin them, and he's and he's the cocky heel. Every, you know, I don't know how you make it work, but you know, a, a double. This would be a great time to do a double turn. It would take everybody by storm, and it would avo- it will avoid the embarrassment of having three weeks where Hangman gets pops, and then in week four. All of a sudden, that nine thirteen starts going to eight thirteen and seven ninety two, and all of a sudden, everyone's wondering what happened to the good old days of Rampage getting five fifty seven, and when it's getting four ninety seven, and then four thirty seven. I mean, Hangman is a—he's a dullard. He's a good. Oh shit! He's a good mid card hand. He's a good tag team partner. I—I I just don't see it. Maybe you'll prove me wrong, but I don't think you know. I think he has the same problem as Drew McIntyre, but maybe even a little bit worse. The only thing he really has going for him is that the AW fans really want to make it work, so they will for a little bit of time. 
but they're young and they get they run out of energy around 1007 so you know we'll see anyway hangman will win this match i'm done talking on this well you said a lot there jeff i mean i i agree with you i think the the promo I, both guys to me fell flat i i felt like one omega tries to be a very stylish guy and him showing up in this like purple suit looking like i don't know uh Seth Rollins. I, no, he didn't. He, it was a poor man, Seth Rollins. Poor Seth Rollins at least came out looking like Paddington Bear this week. Um, and I don't know, Omega was he trying to be like Caesar Romero's like Joker? Quinn. Was he trying to be? Was he trying to be Jack Nicholson Joker? I don't understand. Was he trying to be Prince? I don't get it. With the purple suit and the purple suit looked like it was like, too, it was too big on him. It wasn't like fitting him like right. And what was made besides, for? Girl? But besides that, he shopped in the men's section by mistake again. Adam Page's uh, rebuttal to him just fell flat too. Like he wasn't like serious. And can we I, talk about a second about just because his shirt has snaps? That's not how cowboys dress. That's how <laughs> country music singers dress. I could I'm at least invest in watching Yellowstone once, once to see how cowboys dress. The other thing that I want to mention, I'm just going to completely sidestep that one because I don't, I didn't see his snaps. Are you saying it was more like Liberace? All of his shirts. They're, 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 it's not like they're like Liberace. They're just like the least manly cowboy shirts you could possibly find. They're the kind of cowboy shirts that Kenny Omega would wear to be flamboyant. Wow. Um, I, I, I wonder if Moxley's, um, they're like rehab on the rascal flats cowboy shirts. I brought this up on last week's episode. I want to say if because of Moxley's rehab stint, I don't see AEW touching Adam Page and this uh, uh, gimmick of him being like um, a lush, a drunk, anywhere near that in the next several weeks. And you know the trouble is probably even for months. The trouble is like. AW likes to have their faces be the anti-heroes, right? Like there needs to be a kind of edge to them, right? And so what is if if Hangman's edge was that he was, you know, hey, I don't give a fuck and then hey, let me pop a beer. I've got the what? I've got the edge. This is totally within AW booking and storytelling. He's going to step it up to cocaine. No, he finally breaks up with the Dark Order, and they turn back heel, so he has seven people to beat. Oh, all right, maybe. Mm, I do not think the Dark Order will turn heel again. I he they're far too popular with the crowd. They suck. They're terrible. They're a joke. They're a bunch of jabronis. He he needs to he, over they, at every show I go to. Whatever the people who buy tickets to a show are not the gauge. The gauge is the audience growing or not. That's the gauge. Uh, people, the 4,000 people to fill up a 6,000-seat arena cheering for everyone isn't the gauge. All right. So, anyway, Nick Gage is the only gauge. Now, the, the, what about Gage Goldberg? Oh, I d- dare to dream. Uh, the best the best version of Hook. Um, speaking, speaking speaking of Gage Goldberg, where's Hook in this, in this, in this, in this right, uh, card? Where, where, where's Team Taz? No, <laughs> none of them. I mean, nothing. They, they, they Can't fit them in anywhere. Nowhere. Not a thing. Hashtag fire task. 
Um, <laughs> so, yeah, anyway, what, whatever happens with the Dark Order, they, if, if they want Hangman Page to be able to stand along, stand tall, stand tall and be taken seriously, he needs to stay far, far away from those guys. He is, he's now the captain of the quarterback and he can't hang out with the, with the dipshits anymore. Yeah, I mean, uh, to back to my point, like I, 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 I don't think Hangman's got an edge, and I think you know, you saw him on Wednesday, like he's just meh. So I, I, I agree with you, Jeff. I think um, it's gonna be interesting to see what happens if they give him the title and and what happens after that. But you know, Kate and I, I'm just so shocked. But I don't, I don't um, think your prediction of Miro taking it after. Hangman is all that ludicrous. Um, I just think it's very shocking, but I can see a world where, like, it's not like out of the realm of possibility. I can see a world in AEW where they would do that. And for, for some reason, since I had I had been saying that Hangman was going to win the belt here, I thought he was going to win it all out, and then he had his child, so that changed a lot of things. But when I when I knew he was going to take that belt off of Kenny, I just had this idea in my head that he was going to lose it immediately after at the next pay-per-view. I thought it would be MJF, and now I think that that spot is more made for Miro at this point. But I, for whatever reason, I just have that in my head as like, that's the right story to do with Hangman rather than give him a long title reign. I don't know if that's because I just don't think that face long face title reigns work in modern wrestling because fans are so fickle and will turn on you so quickly. And I think four months is like, he's going to have the belt for about four to five months. I think that's long enough to where he can give us a solid little run before the fans can start turning on him. I think that's probably where I get that reasoning from. No, all good points, Caden. I think that's, that's solid thinking on your point on your part. Um, the that's pretty much our AEW predictions with the exception of one thing. And that is something that Tony Khan tweeted out um, uh, right on Wednesday. Uh, no, not that uh, every episode is a special episode, but um, this hinting of doing business with Okada chaos. There are people in the wrestling community that are speculating that Okada and other new Japan uh, talent are going to show up at full gear. Not full gear. What are you, they can't. What Can are we, your thoughts? Well, Okada's wrestling in San Jose so, the same night against okay, former buddy Matthew. Matthew. So yeah. that, that, that would be really, really difficult to do. Um, he might appear on the screen like they showed Tanahashi, which will be enough to keep the AEW fans like Hayden all fueled up for months and months and months. You will never see Okada in an AEW ring. I shouldn't say never, never say never. In the near term, you will, you will not see Okada in an AEW ring. You might see an AEW talent acknowledging that they will be in the New Japan North America ring or even a New Japan ring in Japan eventually. But as long as this benefits New Japan and it's going to promote one of their shows, they'll use the name. But I mean, you know, best friends being part of chaos boy that was really important as you saw really you to you to get squashed chuck Taylor made to look like a jabroni um and orange Cassidy is still feuding with matt hardy after what feels to be eight and a half years uh and then they get beat down by 
half members of private party and blade being blade, not half blade. Um, I mean, so yeah, they're mentioning it. Great. It, it's, it's, you know, it, they're doing new Japan is allowing them to do the absolute least amount. Jay White and Will Ospreay are here in the States right now. They're here right now. Two of the biggest names in new Japan. They're in the States. They could be there. Um, the big debut it's not going to be Bray, Bray Wyatt because he's filming a movie. Uh, maybe it'll be Lana, and maybe you see Okada and you know somebody on on the jumbotron. You know, and uh, are there any other old uh, Japanese wrestlers that nobody cares about, but everyone will pretend that they care about? I don't know. Like who's that short, like bold guy that that, that looks like King, like like King Kong Bundy got shrunk? You're talking about Ishii. Like- yeah, so he's been around for a while. Maybe they'll, maybe he'll be in the in the. Ishii, Ishii actually is a big name because he's one of their top guys. Uh, clearly, he's huge. Um, so yeah, him they'll they'll you know maybe maybe he'll be there, or maybe they'll send Broken Down Naito or something. I I do think that I don't. I'm not going to say for sure that I think Okada will show up on Dynamite. He cannot show up on Full Gear. It's not possible since he's wrestling Buddy Matthews that night. I think it's possible he shows up on Dynamite on Wednesday. I'm not confident in that. What I am a little bit more confident in is that there's a third night of Wrestle Kingdom in the United States this year. I think they need to do Brian Danielson versus Okada at that show. Right. So in a New Japan ring. It will be a, it'll be in a New Japan ring, but I do think it will show up on AEW television sure. at some well, point for, before that match to promote the New Japan but, show. You, I think you, it you're will. The, you're getting the, I, you're getting the, I, the, the I trend think it, pattern. I think it. I think the trade-off will be it will be a one for one. So there will be a match with Okada on AEW TV for them to get Danielson. They've made those trade-offs a few times before, where they wanted Moxley to have. That IWGP US title match, it had to be in the US. Kenta had to be on AEW TV. They, but he didn't have a match on AEW TV. I think Kenta did have a match on AEW TV, actually. Yes, he did on Dynamite. Yes, he did. He had a tag match. Yes. Yep. Kenta and Kenny Omega versus Lance Archer and John Moxley. That was a match on AEW TV. Go look. It was on Dynamite. Didn't make an impression, but okay. Yeah, I remember Hikaleo and a bunch of 50 year olds. It was, uh, yep, it was a match. It was a false count anywhere unsanctioned match that happened on AEW. Is that the one where Kenta missed the go to sleep 14 times? Uh, it's the one where he hit it on Peter Avalon on the outside of the ring. But it, it 100% happened. Kenta did wrestle on TV. Uh, it happened in the United States. But I think that will be one of the trade offs. Okada will have to have a match on AEW Dynamite. Whether I think I think it'll be a tag match, probably an unsanctioned match like they did with Kenta, but it will have to happen. And then you can have Danielson and Okada at Wrestle Kingdom Night Three in the United States. That way, they don't have to worry about the travel restrictions. What about Okada and Hangman at that TBS special, like Battle of the Belt? No, because Hangman has a belt. So Okada, let's say in Kingston against. Um, Who's who's a bad guy in New Japan? That bat, the battle of the belts would be after Wrestle Kingdom Night Three. 
I think the match is before that. Yeah, but it's a special event. I don't, I don't think this is going to be a dynamite thing. They that that'd be dumb. That'd be a waste. I have no idea what that battle of the belts is even going to go, entail. Who's the other guy you said? Ibi Ishi or Ishi Ibi? Tomohiro Ishi. Yeah. Yeah, Tabagu Ishii. That, that's the guy. That's He's who I'm saying. Jeffy. can't take you anywhere. Good God. It's horrible. Well, Horrible. What? You're, so you're, almost, you're almost as bad as, as me not, not differentiating which one is Dax and which one is Cash. At least I didn't say Santana. <laughs> also, I'm Queen Vega. Santana. <laughs> oh, my God. All right. So, you got so, any more okay. songs we, in you? I, the, the music is in me. I got the music in me. I got the music in me. I got the music in me. Oh, no. Jesus, please stop. It's the rhythm of the night. Don't Kaden start me so, and expect me to stop. Kaden, um, one other thing. You know, I haven't gotten your opinion on, um, you know, ROH. A couple weeks ago, they announced that they were going to, you know, um, let everybody go after the end of the year and then take a few months off and then come back in April as a restart. Um, is there anybody from ring of honor that you would be interested in seeing in AEW? Yeah, there's a few, uh, immediately Dan Housen. I'm a massive fan Housen of Dan Housen. Uh, he's one of my favorite wrestlers on the planet. Just right broke now. his leg in two places. Currently has a GoFundMe. Yeah. Along yeah, with Vance Warner, who just put his GoFundMe up today. Yeah, he, uh, I believe he broke his tibula and his fibula, which is like almost the exact same injury that Mance Warner suffered like 10 minutes before he did at the exact same show. So that show was cursed. Yep. But uh, I do hope that once Dan Housen is no longer injured, he can go to AEW. I would sign him whenever he is injured too, because he's still hilarious and can still do really good work for that company. Just put him on commentary and have him do little vignettes for a few weeks. It would be extremely funny. Other than that, I think another uh, set of talents is Jonathan Gresham uh, is another guy that a lot of people have been wanting to see in AEW. And I think they should go after Shane Taylor promotions. Shane Taylor, like AEW has been getting some criticism over the last few weeks over a lack of black talent in prominent roles. And while they've started getting better with having Lee Moriarty on television and signing him, they had Don, they have Dante and Leo rush. Now they're doing a little better there. I still think they can improve a lot. And Shane Taylor promotions is an area where you can improve. There's also a little guy who went on the market, Keith Lee, who's got a history with Shane Taylor. So I think that's another area where you could look to have a, a reunition, uh, a reuniting of Shane Taylor and Keith Lee in AEW if you wanted to go that route. Now that you brought up the releases, what were your thoughts on the releases? They were more of at this point, not, oh, I feel bad for talent because it's a pandemic. It's more of what the hell is the company going to do with their roster? Because like they don't have talent to do matches. Like they and don't Kimbala have any. Got injured. You have it's not, it's not serious, or, or it's reported as not serious, but Tim uh, Bala yeah, got minor, injured. They're there. Minor they're, injury they're, for they're, Yeah. But yeah, like, I mean, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, but it's made this, this is the releases that send more of like, these are people that could have been something. 
Like you go back to, I remember a few months ago when Cross made that botched debut on television. And I'm glad you brought this up because I want, I was going to call you out, Steve, for this one. I was going to wait till I had my moment. You told me to not worry about carrying Cross losing that match against Jeff Hardy because Cross was going to win 15 more times in a row and decimate Jeff Hardy. It just never happened. And it, they did not get Cross. They did not get Scarlet. They did not get Ember. They did not get Keith Lee. Like, Keith Lee came out, uh, on, I think, on Instagram or something. He said the Bearcat thing was not his idea and basically insinuated that it was a stupid idea. I agree. They, they did not get any of these talent and know what to do with them. And that's where this set of releases is showing me, other than, like, where are they going to go with their talent other than, like, maybe we're just going to see Drew McIntyre wrestle the year 2020 forever because that's all he could, like, he can only wrestle CGI characters at this point because there's nobody else for him. But also that they don't know what to do with their talent. And that's why NXT 2.0 is a thing because they want to do a factory now because they don't know how to handle people who have former fan bases built outside of the company. You know, I. I did say those things about Karrion Cross, but I think this is what these releases um, shined a light on was that the people that have these fan bases, and again, they are like a microcosm of what could eventually be a larger audience if these guys would just stop listening to their fucking fan base. You had... Keith Lee, who came up, and and immediately they change his music, they change his tights, and he's more concerned about the change of the music and change of the tights than the actual work work product that he's doing. He is in the ring with Randy Orton, and Randy Orton is putting this man over, and despite looking uh, slower than he's ever looked uh, while on the main roster, and I think that you saw Karrion Cross do the same exact same thing this week. The man waited till he got fired to put out a promo package of uh, that was more interesting than probably anything that he's done, including the NXT run. All of that is false. Everything you just said is false. And it no, this is it's not false, it's my opinion, but on the video, and, and I'll I'll get your opinion on on, on Karen Cross in a minute, because I know you were a big fan of Karen Cross. He says, I heard you the entire time tapping on my tombstone. That's the fucking problem. Is you hear the IWC talking about why are you in gladiator outfits why are you in a helmet do you understand that santino put over a fucking sock puppet Mick Foley put over a fucking sock puppet like when vince and mcmahon and the wwe want entertainers can you entertain me work rate is a dime a fucking dozen can you entertain me whether you're a face or a heel and regardless of your fan base, that's the bottom line in WWE. And the bottom line when it came to Keith Lee and Karen Cross is they didn't get it. Damian Priest gets it. Riddle gets it. These other guys didn't. That's why you don't see them there anymore. Go ahead, Jeff. I mean, everything you said about Keith Lee is not true. 
He didn't make a big deal about any of those things. The fans we don't made know. a big deal. We don't about know, it. Jeff. We're hearing rumblings now. People well, are, are, this are is my opinion. The fans, uh, <laughs> the fans made big deals about this. He did what he was told, and the Bearcat thing. I don't care about the bear. the Bearcat thing. Didn't help him. It didn't hurt him. If they just put him out there as a monster for four or five weeks in a row, it would have been fine. The carrying carrying cross did everything they told him to do. He didn't argue. He was a company guy. He did whatever they told him to do. He didn't have a choice in any of that. They tweaked and changed his character eight times in eight months. He never had a chance. They put him on the main roster. They put him in a ridiculous getup. They had him They had with the NXT title. They took away his entrance. They took away the girl. They took away everything and then they keep changing the character and then they go back to a different how's anyone supposed to get behind it and i hate to say this but people have been saying this for years why am i going to invest in any of these these characters why am i going to fall in love with them for a year two years three years when they go to the main roster and there's someone totally different yeah they're supposed to entertain you but when the people have no creative license they have no freedom to stray from the script it's not their fault that they're not entertaining us. So when they get misused and they're company people and then they get booted, that, that sucks. Now, listen, I don't know what Keith Lee did or didn't do in the background, but the few sources I have have said he's like the greatest guy. We know some people who know Karrion Cross on a personal level. I don't, but they say he's a great guy and that, you know he, he you know and he does interact with fans i've seen him do it he 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 even interacted with me a couple of times um and he would just say i'm just i do what they tell me i do exactly what they say i don't know if i'm booked for the show if i'm booked for the show i'll see you whatever um so it's it's their fault not his or and and i would dare say it's the same thing with keith lee that said, I think you're right. It's a, it's a factory, and one person has decided what is entertaining and what isn't. I just, but there's no rhyme or reason for it. There's nothing. There's nothing consistent. Like well, a few months ago, I was very clear it's going to be the land of the giants, but somehow <laughs> Dolph Ziggler and, and Bobby Roode have jobs forever. I mean, I, you know, I don't, and I, I don't, I don't get what they're going for. No, I can tell you, Jeff. This is what I thought about after our show, the last show last week. It was. You know, uh, in in horse racing, to get a horse into the race, it, you, you, they're all millionaires, right? You got to, you know, breed the horse and you got to sure. train the horse and all that shit. And then if your horse, if your race horse doesn't win any fucking races, you put them out to the glue factory. And I'm being a little facetious, but you get it, right? Mm -hmm. When Karrion Cross was the NXT champion, he didn't move the needle. When Keith Lee was the, the, the NXT champion, he didn't move the needle. They both lost to AEW face-to-face. -face. Vince is not going to back those racehorses because they have a tarnished brand. They're losers in his eyes. So, so the, that's why, so the the, despite, despite, being, despite being hosses... So did Charlotte. Despite being hosses... Um, 
that's why he doesn't want to back them. Charlotte is a different story. Charlotte has can has main evented at WrestleMania, can draw, sells shirts, does other things. Just because people can't, uh, you know, not interested for the three months that she's on NXT, that's not on Charlotte. But when you're the NXT champion, the Charlotte was not the end. You know, Charlotte Charlotte was trying to help. Finn Balor's trying to help, but guess what? Finn Balor didn't help. None of it helped. Well, that's the thing. And that's I mean, why you, you see the rebrand. You're saying the hosses didn't help. The little guys didn't help. The athletic guys didn't help. The IWC favorites didn't help. Charlotte didn't help, who's probably the perfect female wrestler. I, I mean, it, it. you can't blame all the talent and absolve the company. The common denominator is the company, and the company comes down to one guy. Yeah, I, I 100% agree with Jeff. And I wanted to – you said that Keith Lee going down – I. I Correct me if I'm wrong, but part of the reasoning was, well, they changed the they changed the theme, they changed the outfit, fans started to turn on him. Is that what you were getting at a little bit, Steve? Fans started losing hope in him because of that. No, I don't know if they lost hope in him. The the re what I was saying was they were getting angry with Vince and the company with the way that they were tinkering with his gimmick because they you know there's no need to you know put a shirt on on keith lee just let him go out there and do his thing and he'll get over watch that's that's what i was saying i honestly think that vince has no creative ideas somewhere deep inside his brain he knows that and now he feeds off negative attention i don't appreciate you saying that about my father all right. While we have Caden, I would like to move on to Tony Khan's wonderful press conference today about Full Gear, because Caden uh, really is our AEW expert. And I thought that this was magnificent, uh, and it got more magnificent as soon as the cocaine kicked in into, into old Tony Khan, uh, because he's, he's doing fine. He's, he's promoting the show. He's being the, 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 the nice, you know, approachable, you know, sort of nerd geek. The, the you know the, the the rich kid that loves everybody that everybody loves back kind of thing and then all of a sudden somebody from from the audience i don't know if it was a podcaster or a reporter or, or whatever it doesn't matter someone from the wrestling media uh asked him a very simple question tony do you see yourself uh having an all-women show like the nwa did with empower and he's like whoa, whoa let me stop you right there I don't think I can have enough credit for how much I built up the division over the last year. And you know what? I sent a lot of women to NWA Empower. I sent five women, and I paid them all to be on NWA's show. And the five highest-paid talents on NWA Empower were my five talents that I paid, not them. And I didn't even get a thank you, and I just think that I don't get enough credit for that. So then he goes on to say... Somewhere along the line, hey, you know, it's like you pay for everything. It's like you take everyone else out to dinner and nobody says thank you. Talking about the NWA. Now, for the record, I agree with him. I've been saying this all along, that he pays for all of the talent to appear on shows. Not just NWA. He paid for the New Japan people to be on the show. He paid for the Impact people to be on show. He paid for his people to be on the Impact show. He pays the he foots the bill for everything. I've been saying it all along. He finally admitted it about NWA because they insulted him. They didn't thank him. They should have thanked him. The show was still an abysmal failure. It doesn't really matter. So I guess they didn't really owe him 
much of a thanks because he sent them five jabronis basically. But nevertheless, their five jabronis were probably five of the six biggest names on the card. That said, all he had to say was, hey, I appreciate the question, but as you know, we're dealing with a bunch of things. You know, we're, we're worried about them, we're, we care about, we're concerned about the Moxley family. We, we have pay-per-views to plan. We have a lot of storylines up there. We're talking to New Japan. We've got, there's a lot of free agents we're talking about. There's, there's a whole lot of things going on right now. And this is definitely on my radar. It's something I'm definitely seriously considering doing. And we're definitely going to be looking into it probably towards the end of 22, 20, uh, beginning of 23. Yeah, goodbye. Why would he say that he that he's concerned about the Moxley family? It, <laughs> concern about Moxley, I can understand. Renee's going to be fine. I mean, me and Renee can take care of the baby. You are aware that there's an entire organization to support the families of people with alcoholism? Yeah, no, like I said, me and Renee are fine. Uh, We're going to take care of this baby. And uh, Moxley, yes. uh, he should... Uh, you yes, know, you and Renee Goulet are fine. But Renee, <laughs> Renee Paquette is, is, is having... You and Renee Rougeau are doing just... Doing, um okay so keeping renee renee rougeau uh, so tony khan finally stepped in it and while i think he's right despite i love it it's something beautiful but i'm the heel he's not and i just want to see if this is going to be the thing where people finally realize hey we're pretty sure we're going to get okada ishii and kenta that's what we ordered but but when wish finally delivers you get rocky romero and references to chaos so I want to know K if this, K this is politically thoughts? incorrect statement that 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 that, that starts to that, that starts to scuttle the ship. Caden, comment. I don't think it's even that scuttles the ship, but uh, looking at the quote, I just heard about it from you, and I did a little Twitter search just to get uh, an idea, so I have a different perspectives from it, and I can make my uh, reaction. I don't think that's the way an executive should answer that type of question. I, I think it's a little bit inappropriate to respond to a journalist that way by uh, the best way to put it is sort of begging for attention. I, I am a fan of Tony Khan. I'm a fan of him as a promoter. Uh, as certain things he's done uh, within the company, the parents. I, I Obviously, yeah, I'm. I really do love Tony Khan a lot, but it was not the right way to act in that uh, situation. And I think he needs to probably have uh, somebody from PR come talk to him about that one. Uh, that was uh, so. Brandy's going to not a good look. Should he check himself into rehab? I'm so, no. no. What? No. Should he should he suspend himself I, for thirty days and go to I do but I do counselor. think like as as an executive talking to reporters I just don't think that's the the right way you should handle it and when I say like PR talking to him I think he just needs to be briefed a little bit better about how you should answer questions from journalists because I you just think, think like that could that could lead to him making a much worse answer in the future. Because like, do you that's think just that he should have leaned into his new Mr. McMahon personality and said, <laughs> you know nobody pays for women's wrestling anyway? That would have been a thousand times worse. Oh, my God. That, that would have been awesome. It would have been I, horrible. I, I, I'm sorry. Am I the only one here? I can't believe I'm actually defending Tony Khan here. 
what was wrong with what he said? The man does put the man does put his money and he buys things for this company to get over. Do you think what do you what do you think? Triple A was just like, no, we've got Andrade. But no, let's stick with Kenny Omega, even though he doesn't show up here, except for like twice a year. Like Tony Khan is totally bought over. Triple A was like, you have Andrade and you have Kenny Omega and we have Tejano Jr. and Blue (laughs) Demon the 77th. That's super, super crazy. Tony Khan is totally paid for Andrade to take an L and lay down to Omega and not win the AAA title. Tony Khan has paid AAA to make FTR the tag team champions. Come on, guys! What? What? So what is? What? What is? this surprising well, I, that he's he's I don't have he's any, upset that he's have, he's put money into NWA to to, to get over him. his people. He was asked, "Are you going to have an all women show?" All he had to say yeah. is, "It's something we're looking into." It's, it's yeah, not. He didn't for, me, it's, for for me though, it's not what he said. It's the context for like what he was responding to. It's not like the place to do it. And he just, he never even like that question was never answered. And she went on Twitter and was like, yeah, I still don't know the answer to this. Well, then she shouldn't, when you said, did, did that make sense? She shouldn't have said yes. She should have said, no. So are you going to have a all women's card or not? I, I, I think the real question is Billy Corgan needs to apologize to Tony Khan is what I'm, I'm hearing of all this. Absolutely. No, I listen, I have no doubt that Corgan took it for granted and Corgan overvalues himself in NWA to the, the, the way Sinclair overvalues the Ring of Honor library. I absolutely I absolutely 100% believe that Tony Khan paid more for the talent, paid the own way, and I have said this all along, and people have called me liars and all sorts of names for doing it, and I'm now at least one-third validated. I'm just waiting for New Japan and impact to to say it to I guess AAA I guess I'm only a quarter validated so far, uh, GCW I, I you know whatever doesn't matter anyway, <laughs> I, you know, but that wasn't the question he was asked. <laughs> it wasn't a helpful answer, and you know sometimes you just need to wait an extra forty five minutes before you do the second line. That's all I'm saying, Tony. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God! All right, Caden. Well. I think that's all all that we got for you today, but thank you very much for joining us. I mean, it's been a, a blast this last hour and 45 minutes of going through the uh, full gear card and your thoughts on the current state of AEW and all the rumors and all the other stuff. Um, if you guys enjoyed uh, listening to Caden, uh, give his uh, take on wrestling and his wit, his charm, can definitely check him out on his own podcast. That is the Ten Count. Where can they uh, listen to the Ten Count, Caden? We're getting everything set up for Spotify, but right now we are on YouTube at Ten Count Wrestling. If you type that into your YouTube search bar, that uh, should pop up. Very good, very good. Any uh, final thoughts? Any final plugs, Caden? Not really, uh, no final plugs. I am very excited for full gear and man, Buddy Matthews and Okada are going to have a banger on Saturday. That but, nobody will say. But I will. will it, but will it be better than the match of the year candidate, CM Punk versus Eddie Kingston? Oh yeah, I think Buddy Matthews and Okada would be better than anything on full gear. Oh wow, even better than uh, Danielson and Miro? Oh yeah, 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 no doubt. 
I think oh. like right, it, it's going to be a match of the year candidate. Okay. Wow. All right, man. I happen to agree. I'm a I'm a big Buddy Matthews fan. I think he I think he's one that they they absolutely missed the boat on. What What do you think about the uh, XPW um, uh, reboot uh, and refailure? I have no idea what XPW is. Okay. What uh, extreme professional wrestling? What What do you think about um, up up down down and and the controversy with uh, the talent saying, "Yeah, we're 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 not entitled to money, but we're not signing new contracts until you renegotiate." Yeah, Woods should get his money, hundred yeah. percent. Get your money, Woods. Do you think it's funny that the very sites who reported that that they were unaware how little Woods was making are the same exact sites that posted the Twitter incomes just two weeks earlier, where it clearly said Xavier Woods thirty five thousand dollars? I mean, did they think he had another Twitch? Well, who who are these people? That's like that's like that's like Louis Dangor dumb. <laughs> oh, Louis Dangor. I feel so bad for him, but at the same time, I do not. Oh, Dangor. It's like Eeyore. Oh, Louis. That's our Eeyore next Sharon? feud. Our, our, next, our next feud is with Louis Dangor. <laughs> I've got I've got another feud with this other guy, but he, I don't even want to mention his name because I don't really want to give him any, any shine. I do. What's his no, name? No, I don't. He's on Brad Twitter. Shepard? He, no, he's like a Twitter mark. He's a, he, he likes putting up fake um fake posts like he'll put up a picture of bray Wyatt and be like oh you you haven't seen anything yet and meanwhile bray Wyatt said none of that shit <laughs> right <laughs> all right guys that's enough thank you kaden it's been a pleasure having you on thanks for having me on guys that's all right take it easy man we're gonna get a bunch of cease and desist all right all right um well what what do you think about the up up down down thing what do I think about it? Um, yeah. Well, I gotta be honest with you, Jeff. Like, I, I'm, I'm, uh, I, I got really passionate about this on Twitter earlier because earlier in the week because I just felt like there was a lot of people just getting into Woods's business, and you know, I, I almost, almost uh, got suckered into. So, Sean Ross Sapp is the one that started this with an article on fightfulselect.com. You had to mm-hmm. sign up to the Patreon to read the article. And I almost paid the five bucks to read it because I just wanted to see what was exactly on it. I, and, and, you know, part of me is going to be talking out of turn here because I haven't read the article and I didn't want to pay the five bucks. But since he put it up, I think it was, um, Tuesday afternoon or Tuesday evening, he's already started to make edits to it that he needs to fix things that he wrote into the article. So I'm already concerned with the authenticity of the article and how much actual um, research went into this and how much actual speculation is 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 part of this report. So what you are suggesting is that we not rush to any sort of judgment or conclusion on this because whatever the initial information is, it's already being revised. Yeah, I'm. I'm. I'm, I'm saying okay that, that I myself am very. Um, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Not speculation, but I'm very hesitant. I'm hesitant suspicious? to believe. Yeah, Reticent? suspicious. Suspicious is 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 a, is a great word. I think that's the word I was looking for. Is I'm concerned by like the um, the fact that you've got to edit it multiple times because 
you didn't get the shit right. So, you know, that throws the whole validity of the article up into question for me is like, one, there's, um, you know, some people that have read it and, and have started reporting on it say that, you know, uh, Woods isn't getting paid any extra for up, up, down, down. And that the people that show up on there aren't getting paid or or don't get paid enough to be on there, right? You just mentioned a couple minutes ago that, you know, the, the Twitch accounts uh, or the extra money income, you know, he compared to Adam Cole, who was making, what was it? A, you know, I think six like figures. 300. Or he was making like 300,000. Yeah. Woods is making five figures, right? Again, I don't know how accurate that information is. I don't know who sourced it. I don't know who researched it. And so I can't We also don't know how much of his WWE salary is increased, if at all, for this role. Exactly. And that's my point is, you know, we don't know what we don't know. We don't know that... Woods has some sort of a back-end deal where he gets paid a certain profit or, you know, whatever amount of views, whatever it is. The man obviously enjoys working for WWE. I think that's a fact. He promotes WWE wherever he is. He is a brand ambassador unofficially. The man goes to Comic-Con He's representing WWE in a good light. He is on the podcast. New Day Podcast is a WWE production. He's doing multiple things for WWE. And that's not because they're, you know, uh, telling him, go out there and, 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 and make a podcast, fool. It's because he wants to. These are all passion projects. Up, Up, Down, Down is a passion project of him. The New Day podcast is a passion project. He enjoys it. It's so genuine. That's why it's so good because both he, Kofi, and Big E are very good together. They're very natural and they, they seem to very, it's, it doesn't seem fake. It's very genuine. So I call into question the idea of Woods being taken advantage of by this giant corporation. Some of it has to be, um, yes, Obviously, WWE wields the power and could Woods be influenced by that power? Yes. But I think this is a matter of Woods is a hustler. He goes out there and he follows his, what he wants to do. Hey, he's been preaching about wanting to be king of the ring for years, years. And he's advocated and is done right by Vince. And Vince will then in turn do right by him. So that's why you see what you see now. G4. I see rumors that he's not getting paid for G4. I find that hard to believe. I feel like this man has made moves to set up his post-wrestling career as some sort of, you know, entertainment specialist, whether that be, you know, on G4 or on YouTube or whatever it is. He's obviously laying down the groundwork for after wrestling. And the man is smart. He's got a PhD. He's well-educated. The guy is a hustler. Like I said, the guy during COVID decided to learn it, uh, uh, how to play guitar. The guy doesn't fucking sit still is what I'm saying. And so for me to believe that a guy of his um, mental acumen and work ethic 
for me to just think he gets duped easily by Vince McMahon in the WWE, I find that a little bit hard to believe. Is he influenced by a big corporation and does he want to impress them and keep be on their good graces? Okay, I can see that. That maybe he's influenced by. But to think that he's not getting paid for any of this extra shit, I think is is ludicrous. Yeah, I mean, I agree with a lot of what you said. Um, we don't know what we don't know. We don't know what his what his contract or contracts say. We don't know what they provide for or don't provide for. I do know one of the errors that Sean Rossap made is that in his original article, he said that Up, Up, Down, Down was owned by Kofi Kingston and I mean, or, or, or Xavier Woods and then might have been transferred to WWE. He then corrected to say WWE has always owned Up, Up, Down, Down. So, but then he said, but it was built on the back of, of Woods. Okay, listen, maybe that's sort of like saying the Fox News was built on the back of Bill O'Reilly. Well, Bill O'Reilly's been gone for almost a decade now. They're still the number one network, for better or for worse. Now, uh, Jeff, sorry to interrupt, but this is a perfect analogy, right? I know. I can say that WWE was built on the back of Hulk Hogan, mm-hmm. Austin, The Rock, John Cena. And were those guys taken advantage of? Probably. But in turn, did they take that opportunity and go take the baton and, and, and go farther? The Rock is an international world superstar. Like, he would not have that opportunity had it not been for what WWE gave him the platform to do, plus his hard work and and work ethic. So it's, it's, it's very, I'm sorry, it's very common in show business for your first contract in any foray to be your worst contract. Correct. And then it's your, and it's your renegotiation after you made the success. So that that's what the story might be, is that they're planning to play hardball with renegotiation. Uh, what I'm sort of inferring in the story is that Woods may actually hurt himself by being part of the team, trying to help all of the talent instead of just looking out for himself, which is good guy Woods. But if that's his right. choice, that's fine. Because he will be fine. He's he like you said. He's a he's genius. We many times on the show I've called him the smartest man in wrestling. I don't know if he's the smartest man in wrestling, but he's definitely one of them. Um, right. Now, all the intelligence in the world doesn't change the disparity in bargaining power. And but you know you could have said the same thing about Scarlett Johansson and Disney, but they settled with them because with her because right is right and wrong is wrong, and there was a lot of blowback. And I think that Woods is one of those few guys. I think that they will work this out, whether it's just for Woods or whether it's for Woods and the miscellaneous. Uh, mm-hmm. I don't know. But, yeah, let, let's not – I think that your instinct was correct, that we should learn more before diving too far into this and maybe I hitting mean, with, our heads. Without knowing all the facts, like I do want to go into this get-the-pitchforks attitude of the – online social media in, and Not especially the That's twitter in, Twi- twitter is capitalism <clears throat> i know but the internet wrestling community just the fact that like they want to get into like in 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 the movie malcolm x there's this scene that always sticks with me where there's a guy that every so often will start yelling get your hand out of my pocket and so this is exactly what I was thinking of when everybody's calling Woods' name this week and saying, Woods, you got to fight for yourself. Motherfucker, shut the fuck up. Like, Woods, get out of his fucking pocket. You don't even know what the man, you don't even know that the man's unhappy. You're for doing the same thing. 
Who? Because, no, but it's different. Because Kalisto's not making money by calling John Huber's name out. Maybe. Any relevance is something. But I did sort of the same thing. Sort of. Sort of. Okay, so this is my little story because I like things to be about me. So, (laughs) so I, I will admit that when I go onto Twitter, sometimes I'm looking for trouble. Sometimes I find it. Most of the time, I don't. Uh, sometimes I'm pleasant. Sometimes I'm not. But sometimes I just stumble into trouble for, for no particular reason. Like our friend Tootie Lynn. Kudos. You just lost on Dark. Good for you. Mickey James. Yep. yep. M- Mickey James doing just fine in Impact and NWA or whatever. Um, She's a champion now. Terrific. So, Odyssey Jones. I don't follow Odyssey Jones on Twitter. I like Odyssey Jones. I mean, somewhat. I mean, big guy, talented, athletic. Looks like he could be a monster heel. They're trying to do him as a face. If he could be a face, he could be a great heel. All the potential in the world. Young, very exciting. Uh, you know, who knows? Sky, sky could be the limit for this guy. Who who knows? Um, anyway, he posts something about support. The judge, meaning EJ Duca, who was an NXT release from about six months ago. He's now with MLW. And he prints the entire MLW card, um, like their formal advertisement. Mm-hmm. In my years of being on wrestling, I have never seen a WWE or any major promotion wrestler promote another semi-major promotion, their official thing. I see them supporting each other. I see, you know, saying, love you, live, or Ruby, we're so proud of you, or this. But I never see them going, you know, make sure to support Ruby Soho at Full Gear and printing the, the Full Gear official poster. I have never seen that done before. So I was legitimately concerned that Odyssey Jones may have just put his status with WWE, knowing how petty they are, in jeopardy by doing that. He's not even certified yet. It's not even blue check mark Odyssey Jones. I wasn't even sure it was him, except that the only person he, you know, was talking to was NJ and Duca. But he put it on public Twitter. I don't follow Odyssey Jones. It wasn't even like it was semi-private. Um, so I said, I said, wow, this is a really nice tweet. And I agree. The judge is great. But aren't you a little are you allowed to be printing another promotions card? While you're working for WWE, like, aren't you a little bit worried? Um, Osley Jones, he doesn't say anything. Maybe he realized that. NJ and Duca, who, by the way, I've had a little relationship, mostly neutral to positive. It's been okay. I mean, I did follow him, but just because I, I don't follow a lot of wrestlers. I just sort of pick some random ones just to see, just to sort of be aware of the smatterings of different indies and sort of mid-majors around and so i've sort of just sort of picked some especially a lot of the nxt releases to see where they would be anyway so he responds he goes are you serious right now and i responded to him and odyssey i just hit reply i don't tailor my responses usually um i said yeah i'm serious i mean you see what they do at that company they just release people they're very petty there i've just never seen anyone do this and i'm a little bit worried he's a young guy uh and the guy go. He responds back to me. Okay, cool. It's Severus Prime. Okay, cool. Or, or he had permission, or it's okay, or whatever. Or you know how you used to secretly think MLW does have a working relationship with WWE. Maybe they do, and it's top secret. Who knows? 
Um, anyway, he responds, mind your own business. I said, so I responded, well, he put it on Twitter and <laughs> appeared on my timeline. So, you know, he sort of made it everyone's business. I said, but now you've shown me who you are. So you're now unfollowed. And I unfollowed him. I didn't block him. I unfollowed him. Then I get another thing with asterisk now. I'm like, now? Well, he didn't misspell anything. I'm going back and reading what he read. He didn't miss it. You know, usually when you do the asterisk something, it's to correct your misspelling, like a typo. No. So then I checked. I'm like, oh, yep. He blocked me. He he blocked me because I was concerned that Ossie Jones was, was committing a career problem. And he, but he needed to get the last word by saying now, like not, you didn't unfollow me. I, I blocked you. Wow. You struck it. You struck again at the heart of, of the internet, uh, indie and, darling, and, and uh, wrestling community. He's not even indie darling. Nobody cares about him. I mean, the funny thing is I'm the one who probably talks more about him than anybody else. I've heard that isn't an MLW podcaster. Oh my God. Wow. You're, how do you find this this these fights? I don't know. I don't look for trouble, but trouble somehow finds me. So Listen. Odyssey, so Odyssey Jones did not tweet you. Whatsoever. Did not say he kept his nose out of this. He probably realized, oh shit, nobody does do this. Maybe I should talk. Maybe maybe I should talk to Thatcher about this one, um, or wherever the agent is that works there, Sean or whatever. Um, I don't know. I don't follow Odyssey Jones. I didn't then follow him to see if he retracted it or whatever. I just, it's not because I don't like Odyssey Jones. I, I generally don't follow anyone in WWE or NXT because they're not going to say anything interesting. Yeah, no, I think you have a good point to kind of call that out. It's not calling I'm worried for the guy. I mean, I am assuming that part of the reason that they felt that they're comfortable enough releasing a guy like Keith Lee is that they basically feel like they have his replacement in a 350 pound athletic guy who could be heel or face that was African-American. And I hate to put it so bluntly, but we know that WWE has lanes, they have characters and they don't want that many of the same character. Um, so, I mean, I think, you know, I don't, I don't want this young guy to make himself expendable just because he's supporting his friend. I mean, you can support your friend in private. He chose to do it publicly on Twitter. I think that that was a youthful mistake and that could cost him in this environment. When Vince has said, when the rumor said that we expect to release at least 10 more wrestlers soon. Yeah, I, I no, I, I see where you're coming from. I think you're you're coming from a good place. I just I just I just find the 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 kerfuffle between all three of you. I mean, Odyssey Jones didn't really do it. No, he didn't do a thing. Didn't say. Didn't say a word. Not 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 a peep. Not a, I and I checked. He didn't block me. Anything like that. I mean, I don't follow him. I just I just you know hit on the the avatar. Um, anyway, that's it. That's my little. That's my little unintentional Twitter. And by the way, I I think that I was doing the right thing. Now, should I have shot him a DM? Maybe, but would he have read it? No. I who I wouldn't read my DM. I, 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 my DMs don't get read by far less important or far, you know, like, like paleontologists don't respond to my DM, let alone a celebrity. Um, so, um, anyway, so that's my little story. So you heard nothing about this XBW show either? No, I, I heard, I think I, in some place I actually read that, uh, somebody tweet out, oh, XPW, that's still a thing. Well, well, Rob Black just brought it back. Um, 
Rob Black from the famous XPW just did his jail time. He's also involved with WoW somehow, which is ironic since he, he did the porn wrestling, which was old XPW. So he's he's trying to do more hardcore death matches. And they had to show their relaunch like in Rochester, New York or something over the weekend. There were like two dozen people who were there, which was a fail to begin with. They, they, had, they had real, like Brian Cage was on the card and things like yes. that. And Schlack. And my information is that, A, like a couple dozen people showed up, um, crowd was not into it, and that the New York State Athletic Commissioner shut down the show, uh, something to do with Schlack, probably because he was bleeding. Um, but I, I only have that single source. Now, the single source is very reliable. I just haven't heard it anywhere else. But in fairness nobody's talking about this. I mean, all these people who pretend to love wrestling, like like none of them know, knew Okada was wrestling in Northern California this coming Saturday, so they all think he's going to be a full gear. You have all, a lot of people pretend to follow all sorts of wrestling. I don't even yeah, pretend clear. to follow all of wrestling, but I follow enough of it to, to, to know this happens. So it's, I only have a single source, so I'm not sure that this is correct. Someone told me, well, I can see the replay on Fight TV. I'm like, well, that's great. Let me know. But just because you can buy the replay, that just means they're trying to save losses. It doesn't mean that the show didn't get stopped three quarters through. Or maybe it wasn't stopped. Maybe it was halted and they let it restart. Who knows? But but it doesn't mean that a lot of people were there, and it doesn't mean that didn't happen. But look for the sh- look during the Schlack match and let me know. Let me know what happened. Um, hopefully that person will. Um, I don't know, but... You know, it hasn't made its rounds on. I guess I could follow XBW or whatever, but I don't. I didn't. Um, so I don't know if anybody knows. Let us know. I, I doubt that this is a story I'm going to follow because I'm probably going to forget about it. XPW, we're on the cutting edge of whatever nonsense they record. I don't know. The other, I mean, first of all, a little sad story. I mean. Judy Bagwell, Buff Bagwell's mother, died this week at age 78. I think it was natural causes. Uh, I mean, I don't really want to get into, you know, you know, Judy Bagwell on a pole jokes and things like that. You know, she was a forklift or something like that during WCW Russo. Like, she's sort of the punchline, the innocent one, of, of like, to sort of be synonymous with Russo crazy-ass booking. You know, yeah. David Arquette. Um you know, maybe Flair buried alive, you know, or heart attack in the ring. Um, it basically every week they had Flair die in a different way. It was like a cartoon. <laughs> he was like <laughs> Kenny. It's like Kenny or like the drummer from Spinal Tap where he spontaneously combusts every, every show. <laughs> yes, yes. Um, so, yeah, there's that. Zoe Starks, her injury is real. Meniscus and ACL. She had surgery to repair them both. She's going to be out a long time. That's probably at least six to nine months uh, recovery rehab time for her. Um, as we mentioned earlier, Bray Wyatt is reportedly in Hollywood working on a horror movie, which sounds cool. Uh, that hasn't, yeah, and that's exactly what he should be doing. That has not ended rumors that he may show up at Full Gear. And in fact, he might. They only work one day a week, except when there's a pay-per-view when it's two days a week. So maybe he can do both. I don't know, but I, I don't know. I I have to be, yeah. If if he were to show up, where do you think he shows up? I mean, maybe with Aleister Black and the old WWE, they all turn on Cody. Maybe Pac even turns on him too. I don't know. They, they all become the, you know, you know, sort of like a, like a end around invasion kind of thing. But, But I don't know. Or maybe he's the face to rescue 
Cody, and then you have Spooky versus Spooky. I, I don't, I don't know where, I don't know where to put anyone. I mean, as crowded and overbloated as this, at least I understand where Fish O'Reilly and Roderick Strong could fit into that dynamic. There's that sort of built in. I, I can sort of see where they could put like a. A Matt Taven, you know, and even he could bring along his friend, you know, Mike Bennett, you know, and then the OG, you know, the original Kingdom, you know, they they could they could renew some of those Ring of Honor things. I I could see how that could be natural. I don't know, but you know, if they want them bad enough, uh, they'll they they'll probably make it happen. But I I, I think that it's just smoke. I think that the big rumor, I think we're going to see Lana, and I think we're going to see Okada on the screen. We didn't get into this all that much uh, when Caden was on, but um, he ruins everything. What did you think? <laughs> he's like Seth Rollins. What did you think about? He's like Paddington Bear. <laughs> you didn't. You didn't. Um, we didn't kind of get into the uh, the tongue in cheek joke about undisputed era between uh, the Young Bucks and Fish and Cole. What were your thoughts on that? It was fine. It was clever. I mean, I know that everyone, I know that everyone in AEW land is making a big deal of this and investing it. To me, I see Bobby Fish to the elite as Frankie Kazarian is to the enemies of the elite. I think he's the throwaway heel at best, like like Frankie Kazarian, the elite hunter. Nobody's seen him. I guess, I guess he's hunting everywhere except where AEW talent is. Um <laughs> It, it, I don't think it matters. I, you, Bobby Fish is not going to be a, is not there to be a big player in AEW. I don't think. If he was, I mean, listen, the, the Good Brothers aren't there anymore, so they need more Stooges. So bring in Bobby <laughs> Fish and, and O'Reilly. Uh, I mean, you, then you really have the Lilliput Guild there, or the Lollipop Guild rather. Uh, you know, a bunch of twinks, but fine. You know, whatever. It's it, it's a it's a twink. It, it, it's a twink it's league. A, so. <laughs> Twinkle. Yeah, if they want to make a fix, they could, if they want to, they could hire um, uh, Eric Rowan, who's still do, doing mostly nothing, and he can be their one muscle behind them to the one tower. I don't know, whatever. Every Jeff, week, I want to get Eric Rowan hired. I'm sure he Jeff, blocked me too. <laughs> Holy shit, Jeff! I just I, when are we gonna just enough with the fucking winks to WWE? Like th- that shit is cute and all on the being the elite shit. When I don't have to see it every fucking week. I mean, granted, again, I'm not watching AEW, but I watch some clips. But how many times are we gonna get you know mentions to WWE, jokes about WWE? It's just enough already. Like I know that's their again, like you said earlier, that is. You know, their original, their their hardcore fan base, AWs, loves to lap that shit up. But you're not gonna get any non followers or new people watching with that dog shit. Like no one's huh. gonna get it. I actually, I mean, if if they did what Caden said, which won't happen, that Miro wins the championship anytime soon, that would be a way to appeal to to other viewers. That would be a way to build it. Um. When are they going to stop doing that? Just take however number, whatever the number is of wrestlers under contract with WWE in any shape or form, divide that by their average release, which is 18 or so, and until they get to zero and plus 90 days. So there you go. That, that, oh that one will stop. Um, ridiculous. Do, do you have the list of the 2021 releases that we didn't cover last week to see what they're doing now? 
No, I don't. But let's save that for the next show because I, I think we're running a little long on um, okay. on this one. I, I want to talk about Raw Thoughts and I want to talk about Becky Lynch versus Charlotte. Then I'm sure you've got like um, a recap of wrestling news around the world. A little bit. What do you want to get into next? I thought Raw was pretty abysmal. Um, oh, I liked it. I really liked it. Nobody liked it. I thought this was the best. This was the best Raw in a while, and I I, I see now there the Vince apparently was not there Monday night. I can see why it was probably the best Raw in a while. It felt like it moved so swiftly, just segment to segment. It was just great. Yeah, crack. I mean that women's <laughs> match was a bloody mess. That I mean, Liv Morgan missed about third. I mean, they gave AEW botches a, a run for their money. Whatever that Twitter handle is. AW Botchermania, they they could have just done it on that women's match. That that was that was horrendous. Um, too much Seth Rollins. He ruins everything. This whole biggie Kevin Owens, Seth Rollins thing is stupid. No one wants to see it. It is a la the dark order with Hangman Page. It's lowering Big E. It's not elevating anybody. It's like Big E is coming down to their level. I'm sorry, Kevin Owens lovers. He's below Seth Rollins' level, let alone Big E's. Now, he's dragging Big E back down to theirs. You know who the only one who looks at even a little bit like a star here is Seth Rollins, who I hate. I hate Seth Rollins. I never want to see Seth Rollins again. He ruins everything. I'm not even interested in Becky anymore. He even ruined his wife. I, I just Wow. No, this, this show was hideous. Hit, hit, how, do you, how do you spell hideous in, in like big letters? I don't know. No, this is my my, my raw thoughts is that, that, that raw was so raw it wounded me. It, it was it was torture. The only reason I watched it is because I thought there was a chance that that uh, Jimmy T from the PWC and at Mark may contact me and say, "Hey, do Monday Night Machismo again with me this week." Uh, that is the the only reason I watched it was just to be on standby for that. Otherwise, I would have taken my time and watched it the, the next day. Oh my um, god, I loved it. I thought I just thought like. The story between Seth and Kevin Owens and how Seth is, uh, I, I, I like it. Well, I Kevin like Owens it. is Biggie's best friend. I mean, Biggie has two best friends. Nobody trusts Kevin Owens. He's the worst. Everyone knows. But that, that. was the story. That was the it's story. It's a bad and then, story. And then Seth Rollins like trying to sell him out. Like I thought, I thought. That, I, I mean, I, I was also shocked that like Seth now has like another moniker. Like, doesn't this guy have like twenty gimmicks already? Like nobody the can. architect. Uh, the, the, the the best part of the show was the crowd saying you look stupid. The Monday Night Messiah that was pretty funny, right? That was the best part the, but he, of the whole show was the crowd spontaneously saying you look stupid. And he did look stupid. And he silenced them. No, he didn't. He looked stupid. They just got tired of saying it. So you're saying that you don't want red pants and a big blue trench coat for Christmas? Am I going to have to make a return? No, I'll totally rock that shit. <laughs> No, this show, this show was abysmal. I mean, and we're getting more Riddle and Norton with almost. Oh my goodness! So, and now Rude and Dolph Ziggler—they may not be getting along, or someone's turning heel and face. I mean, oh, is it going to be AJ and almost because the because the crowd doesn't want to boo them? Ooh, so exciting. no, I don't. I don't think it was that. You know, it reminded me of like old school heels that like. Heels don't give a fuck about other heels. They're not in corporation or, or not a corporation, co- cooperation with no. other heels. The, it made sense. Here's he, Hear me out, Jeff. The fact that they're arguing with each other on who gets the pin on Riddle, the t- half of the tag team champions, means whoever gets the 
the pin is then the next one that should be the number one contender, right? You so, know how I know you're wrong? Because oh you started God. your thought with, it makes sense. And nothing oh they do God. makes sense. This is, this is, For this is once going they to actually be a do face make turn. Sense. This, is, this is to be a no, face turn between not. AJ and Omos because nobody wants to boo them. No, it's not. Yeah. It, WWE it, wants to sell giant Omos buddy dolls. <laughs> I will tell you the one good part about this match was Adam Pierce making a good decision and Bobby Lashley coming out with MVP and destroying freaking that waste of space, raised weirdos from Dominic. Oh my God, that was so amazing. That, how, was how, that was the only good part of the show that was wrestling. How could you have a squash, a squash match? With Dom Mysterio, that lasts like ten minutes, where Dominic Mysterio gets like a minute's worth of offense, and then everything is just Lashley just beating the shit out of Dom. Oh my god, Jeff, that was so hilarious when he puts him in the first hurt lock, and then you see Dom was about to tap out, and then Lashley grabs his arm and he says, "Oh no, I'm not done with you yet." How small does everyone else on that show feel compared to last year with the exception of Omos and Randy Orton? And I'll even give you Seth Rollins if you want it. Lashley, that belt needs to be right back around his waist. Oh, my God. I don't know. I mean, I, lo- I, I love all the stuff that they were doing was, was hitting to me. I don't know. Maybe I was on crack. Maybe I'm... Yeah. I, uh... Probably so. I mean, the world agreed because Raw did a, what, what, 1.549 or something? Like, it's like its third lowest ever. I don't I don't get it. It was a good show. I don't know. No, it wasn't. It. Trending down. It, was it, it a wasn't good a good show. show. It was a bad like, show. I feel like you're putting bad juju on it. Kevin just, Owens and Big E are not main event players. Sorry, IWC. Kevin Owens is right there with Adam Page and Adam Cole. Oof. I like that Kaden kept calling him Kevin Steen. Like he won't acknowledge him as Kevin Owens. Yeah, well, Kevin Owens may be going there. He probably shouldn't though, because well, I don't know what he's going. Well, I, guess I don't think I don't. I don't think he's going there, man. You know that Vince usually buries guys three months before and 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 uh, yeah, makes them disappear. Here he's got the guy in the main title picture. Like they're re-signing Kevin Owens. I don't think he's going anywhere. Honestly, I don't care. We're playing time to, to speculate about this. I, I don't care where Kevin Owens goes. I couldn't care less. I don't care if I ever see him again. <laughs> what did he do? Um, let's oh. talk about. Yeah, go ahead. Yes, you, Charlotte let's, Becky. Let's talk about Charlotte Becky. Um, obviously, a couple of weeks ago on SmackDown, we had the belt throwing incident, and then we had rumors that that was a shoot and that they could not get along with each other. I, at the time, said it's a work. You, at the time, said you didn't give a fuck. Um, and now we get, again, they're going to Survivor Series next week. They're going to fight. And in anticipation to that, Becky was being interviewed by Sports Illustrated today. And she was asked about the whole thing with Charlotte. And to paraphrase what she said was, I don't know what's going on with her. We used to be best friends. We're clearly not now. Um, all I'll, I don't know what's going on. All I'll say is sometimes the locker room needs a hero. I need a hero. I don't know the rest of the lines. Um, I did. And I bet you do. And 
you know, sometimes somebody has to step up and be that hero. I have no problem being that hero. Um, and, you know, I, I, you know, essentially there's beef between them still. There's serious beef. Jeff, even after today's uh, uh, words from Becky Lynch, I, I now double down on that this is a work. What are yeah, your so thoughts? It's totally a work because it's total WWE booking because the heel in this, Charlotte, is the one with the right position. She wanted to put over Bianca Belair to lose the title clean and not repeat the same stupid title switch that they did a year before with the Prophets and the, and the New Day with her and Becky. And Becky's being the company person saying, this is what they want us to do, so this is what we have to do. If, if this is real heat, then Seth Rollins really, really ruined Becky. But it, it, because the logic is so ass-backwards and so stupid and because Charlotte is so right, I think that it's worked. The only thing that may make it true is that Charlotte may be trying to get herself fired because of Andrade and Rick and wanting to go somewhere else. But I am very much leaning in the this is a work and still in the really don't care. And if it is real, Charlotte was right. She she wanted to do the right thing by the business. Now, if the office wanted to do differently, is Becky then right also? Sure. I guess. I mean, but I mean, to cause it doesn't seem like the kind of thing that would cause that kind of an argument. It's just not that important. You know, this week culminates, what is it, the 30th anniversary of the Montreal screw job? Is it 30 or is it? No, 25. Yes, 25. Right. I wouldn't put it past these two to say, listen, we got Survivor Series. It's the 25th year. Like, let's work something up that's going to look like a shoot and gets people talking. Sure. There's no. And. You know, the IWC knows that they're buddies. So why not better than to throw, you know, spec, throw, throw um, suspicion into that by having this, you know, uh, incident at the, at, this is the best fucking uh, uh, title handover in history of WWE. Nobody likes these title, title handovers. I honestly, after listening to this nonsense today was like, this is the greatest fucking thing ever. Who would have thought that they would have made such a big deal out of nothing? Like, the New Day and the Street Profits, they just give each other the titles the last year, right? Shake each other's hands, hug it out, whatever. There's mutual respect. There's no story in that. The story's in the drama. There's stories in the, you know, everybody being a diva and, and, and showing everybody up. So, I honestly see that this could, if they get into the ring on Sunday at Survivor Series next Sunday and have some shoot moments in the fight where they look like stiff, and Charlotte can definitely work stiff. She's done it with Asuka and, and, and Nia. You've seen it in the past. If they have some moments where it looks real and that they're really going after each other, I can see them doing this one more time at WrestleMania for the main event of night one. If you are correct, and if we are correct, this is in fact the only brand versus brand story on Survivor Series. So good for it. It's sort of like the the punk Eddie Kingston thing, trying to make something real out of the locker room and turn it into an on-screen story. They're just doing it more through the press and through the media. 
um, which is not maybe they're trying something new. I don't know. Whatever it is, like I said, it, it, if this is a real fight, it doesn't seem like it's something to be that friendship tattering. Uh, it, it seems like a work. Um, that's it. I, I don't have any other thoughts on it. Yeah, more to come on that. I'm I'm very intrigued now in this uh, this match at Survivor Series. Yeah, well, we'll um, definitely talk about it more next week when we cover Survivor Series. Huh? Yeah. Do you want to talk at all about WrestleMania tickets going on sale this week? But they're not going on sale the usual manner that you would think they they would go on. They're not on Ticketmaster. You can't find the event anywhere on Ticketmaster, and that's mostly because of a corporate partnership with SeatGeek. And that's the only place you can find these WrestleMania tickets is SeatGeek. Any thoughts on that, Jeff? Another stream of income. Obviously, they cut themselves another deal. Can you get 100,000 seats sold in luxury boxes? And I guess instead of, you know, uh, getting 78% of it, they're going to get 83.5% of it now or whatever. Whatever the whatever the cut was that was with Ticketmaster which I think they always charged a lot, which was, you know, I, I mean, going back to when Pearl Jam was a thing, that, that was their yes. thing, that the tickets were too expensive because Ticketmaster took too much. No, I, I didn't know anything about it. I, I'm, I'm all for it, but another stream of income. But again, this is something that we have plenty of time to talk about. And we, we I, I mean, the one other thing that I did sort of want to talk about was the sort of the counter or, or corollary rumors that some of the released talent were unvaccinated and then Nia Jax talking about that she was on a mental health break and people being outraged that she was released during mental health break, assuming it's true, uh, you know, and I don't know that there's, you know, any actual basis to assume that's true. I mean, there's, I, I mean, I've heard the people saying, saying, well, where are the doctor's notes and the, the responses? It's none of our business. I mean, it sort of is because they're sort of public figures, but it's sort of not because it's not like a real sp- sport uh but you can gamble on it <laughs> which is really what the only reason why there are sports ethics is because of gambling um so I, i'm of a mixed mind but I, I think the public figure thing and because you can gamble on i'm gonna say that it is our business and but like in your job can you just take a mental health break i mean i'm sure you can take an fmla leave which is mostly unpaid or maybe you can use all or some of your paid leave and then the rest is unpaid up to 12 weeks but like in a normal job do you just get to say i'm on a mental health break i mean tons of people struggle with mental health every day i'm one of them i still Mm -hmm. have to go to work and i mean i don't think being a professional wrestler is that stressful a job necessarily especially Mm -hmm. when you've been doing it for nine years you know what i'll say this you know i'm not I'm not a wrestler, so I don't, I can't speak to that, but let's, COVID's fucked everybody up in some way, shape or form, right? You know, in the tiniest way, oh, hey, look, I've gained 5, 10, 15, 20, 25 pounds, whatever. Um, In the biggest, I know people that can't fucking come back to work because they're so fucked up with like. I'm going to catch something or I prefer to work from home or whatever nonsense, but um, not nonsense, but you know, whatever is, is, is anxiety provoking within them. Two generations um, ago was nonsense. 
yes yes but now it's not and it now is a thing and the workforce is you see that there's people not showing up in the workforce because of it yeah but you know who doesn't get to take those times off the doctors the nurses the emts the fire the actual people who are actually dealing with it on on the they 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 don't get to do that everyone else who's like built it up in their head they, they anyway but I, I'm, I'm, say, not... I'm saying I'm saying that because Jeff, I think there is like the COVID is at the crux of a lot of new mental health issues, whether that is because of COVID or as a result, you know, if you are one of those frontline workers that has to work a double shift because your other colleague is having a mental health uh, break, then that's impacting you too. So going back taking it back to naya like again we can't speak to what it was but you know that just if you look at her twitter alone the amount of bashing abuse verbal abuse um bullying that she gets on a daily basis about her looks her weight her wrestling ability it's enough to drive someone fucking insane and it's too much. You've we've seen this fucking impact other wrestlers, where like one of them took their life last year or a year before. Like, come on. And so I can see where Nia Jax is like, I need a break, especially with like the nonsense that was going on with her and Charlotte. Like, you don't even know. Like, they were supposed to be best buds. Now there's some funny business in the ring. Whatever. I I can see where okay, it she needs a break. She needs a break. Whether that be mental health or just a break. She she was hanging throughout the entire COVID era, so well, she I don't. I I well the, to your point again. If if we're gonna believe that they're independent contractors, mm-hmm. by by definition, air quotes, then and this is exactly what would happen to an independent contractor. You and I, I think you are uh, employed by contract. I am employed, you know, by um No, I'm just employed. I mean it's a day okay, so, it's a minute to minute contract, but uh, Exactly. So both of us are at will uh, at will employees. Mm-hmm. But our organizations will give us um whether that be health benefits, days off, vacation days, personal days, mental health days, family leave, all that stuff because we're employees and because the market is is such where that is something that organizations will provide so that way you come to work. I say all this shit to say our circumstances are different than the air quotes again independent contractors because again I employ independent contractors and if an independent contractor let's say my landscaper is going to say Steve I can't work for your organization today because I'm going on a mental health break. I'm going to be like, well, I'm sorry, buddy, but somebody's got to cut the fucking lawn. I've got to let you go. And that's not because I'm a dick. It's just business has to go on. So I can yeah, see and, where. And all these things like Americans Disabilities Act, Family Medical Leave Act, none of that applies to independent contractors. Out the door. Cool. Correct. If there so, was some pattern of, of, of distinct discrimination against a civil rights group, that's the only possible, and even then it's tenuous because you're not an employee. Correct, correct. And and so 
I use those examples to say like there is a distinction because again, I know there's an argument between whether WWE really has independent contractors or doesn't. But yeah, but let, for let's, this... let's say they do because they because nobody said they don't. I mean, no no court, no agency, no nobody. I can scream it and tell you all the reasons except for why Andrew not, but, but they yeah, except he's you know he gave people a plaintiff's attorney's name, and as far as I know, nothing else has happened, which is you know frankly and, was what we predicted would happen because the the well you can listen to the prior shows about that yeah in, in any event we're going to call them independent contractors because in as a point of in theory fact in law right now that is what they are and that doesn't seem to be changing anytime soon industry-wide right correct so i don't see it if we are to believe that that's the definition of their employment then unfortunately Unfortunately, in my opinion, I can't fault WWE for making that decision. At least I would have hoped that they, and it, apparently from her, from Naya's statement, it doesn't seem like they reached out to her and say, Naya, like, we wanted you to come back on November 15th for an angle. Probably what I believe, I heard this, somebody put this in my head and I, I believe it, probably to be the person that Bianca Belair goes up against. Now they gave that opportunity to do drop. Yeah. That makes more sense. Um, I think that Naya was supposed to be that person, but Naya said, I'm not ready. And they said, okay, well, we got to let you go. I wish they would have had a conversation with her to say, listen, Naya, like we love you. We care for you. And we understand that you need more time. We can't hold a spot for you because you're an independent contractor. But I want you to know that when you're ready to come back, come back and then we can we can bring you back. That conversation, obviously, again, based upon her statement on Instagram, did not happen. And that's unfortunate. I'm agnostic as to the nicety of the conversation, whether that's beneficial or not. I think it sounds better in your head. In reality, it's better to say exactly as much or as little to everybody the exact same thing. That said, there were rumors she was unvaccinated. Now, listen, that has not been confirmed by her. The fact that whether pe the, the status of talent's vaccination status being a factor in releases or not has not been confirmed by anyone. This is all speculation. However, if it did play a factor... It makes sense because it's not a my body, my choice thing. You are working in close quarters with other people. You're, you are in a public setting in arenas. You can't get into some of the arenas without being vaccinated, which means you can't be on shows. You couldn't be on the UK tour, for example, because you couldn't get through the customs of, the, of any of the European countries that they went to without being vaccinated, which means you can't be on shows. So your, your value is diminished and who knows how long that's going to last. And, you know, nobody thought that this was going to be two years and, you know, Delta variant hint and it, it seems to have diminished, but who knows Epsilon variant or whatever could come next week. It could be here. I mean, or who knows? Jeff variant, the Jeff variant. I mean, hopefully, hopefully we're done. I mean, personally, I think COVID remains, but I think the pandemic is done, but nobody, this is not that kind of show. Um, I don't know. All, all I've got to say is, Nobody cared about Nia Jax before because she's a shitty wrestler, shitty attitude. She hurt people. She was dangerous. She's an independent contractor. They released her with everybody else. I don't care that she was in the middle of mental health break. I don't care whether she needed or not. She was released with 18 other people or 17 other people. The end to da. Long overdue. 
So what you're saying is I've got to return your um, not like most T-shirt. Yeah, but I'm keeping the wig. <laughs> okay, very good. It's fabulous. Um, the only thing I have other than that is, is ratings. Impact surged to 118,000. Interestingly enough, their average viewership's age is 63 years old, which is actually 30 years younger than the NWA's actual uh, viewer's age. It was somewhere between 93 and six days deceased. Um, and I have no idea where the NWA's viewership because, because nobody watches. They don't publish that number. Rampage did 599 last week. Probably a pretty disappointing number, especially with all the Kingston and the Punk stuff. Um, SmackDown also low, 2.093. We already talked about the abysmal Raw getting exactly what it deserved, 1.549. NXT dropped down to 603. I predicted it would go to 599, so good job, NXT, outperforming me by 4,000. Dynamite, I predicted that also would continue to slide. I predicted, I think, what I say, 867 or 878, something like In any event, it went back up to, to like 913. Um you know, sold it was a go home show. I knew that. I said, I don't care. People just aren't buying this shit. But okay, the go home show got a little bit of a pop. Uh, we'll see. I'm oftentimes a week early, so let, let's see what happens next week. But those are the ratings. I didn't look at dark. I didn't look at dark elevation. It's, it's it, we've we've gone long enough as it is. Even if I did, I wouldn't say them. You know what's going to be interesting to see is if if Hangman does win, does that pop a rating on Wednesday or does it not? That's going to be interesting. I think it's completely unchanged, and I think in two weeks it goes back down. I think it drops after the pay-per-view. Could be. Could, could very well be. The only reason I don't think it's necessarily going to drop is because AEW fans don't pay for pay-per-views, so they'll probably tune in to try to see highlights. <laughs> you know, Tony Khan is very... It's funny you mentioned that because... I, I like to cherry pick Tony Khan's tweets mm -hmm. and he's very like, whenever there's a pay-per-view he again, it's guys, you go, I want to thank all the fans that actually bought the pay-per-view. Like, mm -hmm. <laughs> and I, I think I, I wrote down, Oh, but what about the people that like, you know, are, if you didn't pay to watch the pay-per-view, are you not an AEW fan? Yeah. The funny thing is that, that you, you can't get it on fight TV in the U S now. Yeah. You, you can get it on fight TV internationally, but in the U S you have to pay the regular pay-per-view rate. So we figured out that little loophole. Uh, so even though their numbers were bigger in the past, uh, fight TV is less and I guess it gets uh, a bigger cut or something, mm -hmm. something like that. Mm -hmm. um, so anyway, uh, that, that, that's over with. So you have to go through your, your cable or dish provider or pirate, there's going to be a lot of people with their iPads crashing this this week. <laughs> Do you think that we get the numbers for the pay-per-view? The buy rates? Uh, no. We, I mean, no. We'll, we'll get the estimates and the trends seven or eight days from Meltzer. We'll never get a final number because it's always lower than he actually says it is. Um, just like we will never get the numbers for, for Ring of Honor or Impact, or NWA in power, uh, but we will get something, but it'll be it'll be inf inflated just because in the past, whenever he said it was 140,000, it turned it turned out to be like 131,000. When he said it was about 110,000, it turned out to be 93,000. I mean, it, it, it's, he's like the Young Bucks. He rounds up. 
for them. Got it. All right. Well, guys, I mean, that's the uh, that's our jam-packed show for t- for this week. Uh, thanks for tuning in. Much appreciated if you made it this far. I, I always like yeah. to say that. Cause it's... Hopefully, you, well, maybe you made it a two-part show. Maybe you did it over two days. Maybe, maybe. Maybe you went maybe on your drive to work and then on your way back home. So Put it at double you... speed. It's only an hour and 20 minutes. Regardless, thank you for listening. Thank you for uh, tuning in. Much appreciated. If you enjoy the show, enjoy the predictions. Please make sure you leave um, a positive review for wherever you're listening to us, uh, whether that be Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, whatever. Please make sure you leave a review and, 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 you know, give us a high rating. So that way that stuff helps our algorithm to put us in the ears of more wrestling fans like you uh, that will enjoy this type of content. Um, If we get 500 five-star reviews in the next week, we're going to join Suzuki Goon. There you go. Not chaos. We're too uh, too yeah. big time for that. We're too cool for chaos. That's right. We're too cool for chaos. All right, Jeff, any any final plugs? Check out Caden Tamara at the 10 count. Check out me, Garden of Doom. UFO month continues. Very good. UFO. Wrestling Soup Network, subscribe to Hammerlock Hangover. You get this fine show and Garden of Doom. You can also find us on the Pro Wrestling Coalition, the At Mark Media Group. Um, yeah, that's it. Those are those are those are our three uh, those are our three groups. And of course, just regular speaker. You can just find us just regular, not on network if you want to. But why do that when you can enjoy all the fine shows, all the fine offerings, all the different voices on some of those fine networks? They even have some like a, like a New Japan show and shit like that. That's right. I want to shout out. There was a guy that hit us up on the Facebook page that was telling us that they also listened to us on something different, right? It wasn't uh, our usual um, streaming uh, places. And and he, he, I want to say that he made it like a point to be like, hey, guys. I'm a new, uh, I'm a listener and I listen to you on uh, this thing. And I was like, oh, okay, good, good for you. What's it, the International Space Station or one of the SpaceX? I know that all of those astronauts are really into us. I think it was. I think it was, we we have a lot of. um, Like, I know we're inter, I know that we are, like, we are giant in this solar system. We're, we're like, like up to the Kuiper Belt. Like, we're number, we're, we're number one throughout the entire Oort cloud. It was Rick Pasley on, and he says he listens to us on Player FM. Thanks, Rick, for uh, shouting us out on the Facebook page. If you are a fan of ours and the podcast, please make sure you like our Facebook page. I remember we'll put Rick. up some some uh, funny content up there. I'm, I've been throwing up some wrestling related memes that you might get a kick out of that you can share into other wrestling groups um, and get yourself over as a cool dude or dudette. Um, yeah. And if you want to talk to us, I mean, feel free to look us up on Twitter. Jeff will actually talk to you on Twitter. So will I, Uh, Jeff might actually get into an argument with you. If you, if you, uh, press his buttons, he's, he's gleefully, uh, nodding. Yes. At the moment. Um, me like you. Yeah. Yeah, You can find him at Icarus fell like fell out of a tree MD, like medical degree. On Twitter, and you can also find me at Big Daddy Cool, all one word. Um, 
and yeah, follow us on uh, Twitter too, at uh, HammerlockHO. Uh, any feedback, any questions, any things that you would want us to talk about on the podcast, please make sure you email us at HammerlockHangover. It's, oh, sorry, the email is HammerlockHangover at gmail.com. I think that covers everything. Did I forget anything, Jeff? Stable, my friends. If you didn't know, now you know. There you go. We've said it all. Thanks for for everything, everybody. And uh, Beef Fab, if you want to sing, we could we could use you here. We need Beef Fab to do our new intro. Yeah, that'd be awesome. Hammerlock Hangover. Maybe we just need you to do the, the new intro. No, I. She would be an enormous upgrade over my sing. I sing enough. <laughs> you do. You do. Oh my God! This is the most you've sung in this episode. Jesus. Do not challenge me. <laughs> All right. Have a good good week, everybody. And if you liked what you saw, tell your friends, tell your family, tweet about it. And if you didn't like it, shut the fuck up.